welcome y'all to the first episode of the 280. I have been waiting maybe years at this point to share this with you, although I don't think I knew exactly what I was waiting on sharing with you up until a few months ago. I've always had this bizarre, inefficient way of understanding people, but nonetheless, I am consumed with them with you, with me, how you relate to me, how I relate to you. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with image, with thought, with reactions, with ideas, with customs, with us, you know, with people. Because people rock. People rock. We're so passionate. We're so fun to experience. We're so fun to have experiences with. We made a child rich because he yodeled in a Walmart. We're sick. We are so sick. We're so happy. We're so calm and wise and kind. We have special companies that exist just to give things away. We do yoga. What the fuck is yoga? Ah, it's so, so creative. So mind-bogglingly creative. We weave pictures into our clothing. We squish foods so that we can taste them without chewing. We're so cute and lazy. I once found a full-size shrine to 90s Leonardo DiCaprio just sitting on top of the garbage can at my house. I have that shit in my closet at this very moment. That's incredible. So fanatical. So incomprehensible. We, we make tiny versions of ourselves that just, like, get bigger. Like, think about that. We grow nonstop for a decade and a half. And then after that decade and a half, we just don't anymore. And I don't understand why we just stop. It's so weird. It's so cool. We're so cool. We take in rogue animals and make them sweaters, even though we know they'd be warm without it. Like, what the fuck? That is so neat. We don't know if we have purpose, and we find a purpose in that potential lack of purpose. We're adaptive, malleable inventive. Some nerdy bitches experimented with a few types of special rocks in a lab, and they turned those rocks into smartphones. I use those rocks daily to gaslight children across the world. Literally today, like roughly three hours ago, I fully convinced an 11-year-old that after the ripe old age of 25, everyone has exclusively diarrhea. That's not based in any sort of reality, but because of those special rocks, that child is going to believe that for at least like two years. We're so incredible. We're so funny. I don't, I don't know specifically what we are, but we're so much, just so much in a relatively compact space. And all that is true. And it's also true that we, as people, suck ass. You know, we're horrible. We're mean. We're deceitful. We're spiteful, inconsiderate. We make imaginary bonds to other people and then we break the imaginary bonds. We're malicious, ignorant. I saw a lady spit tobacco on a goose at a pond last week. Incomprehensible. And we're so ungrateful too. I'm, I'm five foot nine, five feet, nine inches, tall. I am 69 motherfucking inches tall, and I have never once enjoyed that realization. Never once even thought to turn it into a shitty tenderline, even though I know it would work. But no, instead, I have the nerve to complain about the goofy-ass measurement where my growth ended. So unappreciative and inconsiderate. Why do we force the animals into our dumbass woven picture sweaters? Or even 
even sometimes shoes. I would be so pissed if I were a dog and somebody slipped, slapped moccasins onto my paws. But I've absolutely done that to a dog before. Because I'm a person. And people suck. We're slave to our we're slaves to our urges. We're slaves to each other. We're such horny creatures too. So vile. Some of us jerk off the feet. I mm, I I saw a woman pee into a mouth on Twitter. And I, I definitely gagged, but you can bet your ass I finished that video. My eyes were glued to the screen. I oh, I regret remembering that. Mm. Ew. Ge- genuinely, what the fuck? What do we want? I, I wish I understood it. I wish I understood us so badly. So badly. As far as I understand it, and as far as I understand us, as the wise, all-knowing 20-year-old that I am, our only human consistencies are hypocrisy and evolution. And maybe horniness. I don't know. We're definitely hypocrites, though. I know that for damn sure. Always have been. And I know that's not a unique idea. And that self-proclaimed self-awareness is just as cheap. And that awareness of the lack of self-awareness is even more cheap at this point because Bo Burnham's bitch ass has run this type of commentary past the ground and into hell at this point. I don't know. Basically, good or bad, or good and bad, we are cool. I feel like that's a good way to say it. We're cool. Transparent placentive in a way of whether or not that coolness comes at the expense of our morality, but cool. We're interesting, we're random, and that randomness is worth exploring to us. Why are our differences so amazing to us? Why do we value our randomness so much? That that transplacentive word, that's not a word. I fully made that up like five or six sentences ago. It has no meaning whatsoever, but every other word that I've said so far does have meaning, and somebody else made those up. You know, I think I when I say I love people, I'm referring to that uber-specific quality that allows us to understand every other made-up word and decide that it means something to us. I decided to make this podcast because of whatever that that thing is, the thing that leads us to ascribe meaning wherever we see fit, you know? The thing that made my first guest mother dedicate her life to a Southern Baptist understanding of the world, even though that will never be beneficial to women. Never. That same thing that molded my first guest's father into a progressive Muslim and inspired my first guest to experiment with Satanism. That thing is exactly why we're here. And that thing makes me really fucking excited to begin this journey with you and to go through this experience with you so welcome y'all to the 280 where i care so much less about the specific experience and so much more about the fact that it was experienced by an individual who is uniquely and wholly human an individual who if put into my circumstances could have been me and if I would have been put into that individual circumstances I could have been them it's crazy thanks for popping by y'all I hope you like it Um, 
I was thinking about this as I was ordering food in line the other day. I went to that Shake Smart place mm-hmm. and I was walking up to the line, like up to those. They have these little booths where you just enter in your phone number and you just order electronically and then you go up, confirm your name, bam, they have your order done. Super simple. Yeah. As I was walking to those electronic booths, my left foot stepped on the back of my right croc and I didn't even fully fall, but I like stumbled and I, that ruined my day. Like it, (laughs) it embarrassed me so bad because like, it looked like I was way too into like the idea of getting a mediocre shake. <laughs> and I just looked like I looked awkward and I looked just too much, just too much. And in that same vein, do you have any like little things that don't actually matter, but just like embarrass the absolute shit out of you? I have... There's like this memory that just keeps popping up when I'm in class. So I'm in ASL, right? Yeah. My brother had a deaf friend. So I went out of my way to learn the alphabet. And instead of doing the normal wave, which is just high, I signed H-I. And I felt so proud. I was like, cool. <laughs> Still embarrassing. That was, you signed out the letters instead of just waving? Yeah. To be fair, I was like nine, but it still haunts no, me. No, that's that's kind of a serve. Like you were doing like Morse code in real time, essentially. Just like so. not learning the actual words and only learning the letters. Like it would take so long, but like you do know how to communicate. So it would be rude of them if they didn't focus on you. Yeah. That's such a power play. Like, could you imagine if you had to sit and listen to people spell words out instead of like hear me say it like this? I do listen to that or I see that. You see people, like, spell things out? Yeah, every Tuesday and Thursday. And I'm not talking about, like, is that all you do in your ASL classes? You just, well, like, spelling teach things you, out? They'll teach you signing, but, like, if it's a word that there's no sign for, you have to spell it out every time. Like, That's, mint green. That is a putrid system. <laughs> That's nine letters. That's so awkward. Yeah. Well, you can sign green, but... If you're trying to say what color of the green it is, yeah. I simply wouldn't. Or your name. If you have to repeat your name multiple times. Nobody would know my name. I literally just wouldn't have one (laughs) as of the moment that I became deaf. I would give up. Well, there's when you become deaf, you can earn a sign name. So Sign name? Yeah. Like, is that like WWE nicknames? (laughs) No. Like you have like strong thumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's like instead of if you're a teacher and you're deaf, right? Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, I'm professor, blah, blah, blah. You'd have a sign name. So my old professor, his sign name was like this. Instead of doing that a bunch of times. That is riveting audio content. (laughs) (laughs) It's the letter E. For those listening, she literally just like, just smacked her chest. (laughs) It's the letter E in sign language on your chest. All right. A 
fucked up my transitions. I'm really, I am, <laughs> I did. I like, I had a good one. And then, all right. And then it just, it just vanished. That's why, that's honestly my favorite part of starting a process like this though, is because I know there's so much stuff that I'm missing, like both subtly and like blatantly, blatantly in terms of like, sometimes I just, get into like a dipshit cycle and I just forget how to talk when to talk and what I would say if I was going to talk and then subtle shit like um the I'm probably gonna have to mute every single time that I like swing around and kick this table and it's gonna annoy future <laughs> me so bad but like for now like I don't know what else I'd do differently yeah, I'm trying not to swivel because I heard myself swivel a little. I did too. It's because I rocked too hard. Did you hear me like kick the table and you heard like a... That was not a good sound effect. That wasn't accurate at all. <laughs> it sounded like the little things, the door stoppers. Oh my gosh, the little... um. Yeah, I used to have one. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's that thing that you used to like play with when yes. you were sent on timeout and had literally nothing else. You're just like Why sitting. Why is it so relatable? You're just sitting in a corner. I think it's because parents don't want to admit it. They like the sound of that. They probably fuck with them too when we're not around. I get. In fact, I guarantee that's all that parents do. They don't have a life outside of us. Like they're literally just sitting in a corner, like. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over until we get home. I don't know what else they do. Work? No. Unless they bring one to work. <laughs> just fucking... <laughs> they, they just pull up to their desk with... <laughs> From what I've heard, you have a, no offense, bizarre-ass experience. Could you recount a little bit of your experience growing up, particularly with religion like could we dive a bit into your religious background you were raised by a strict southern baptist christian mother and progressive muslim father correct yeah okay so i guess my first question would be what the fuck <laughs> how how does that happen because i know with the with the more conservative, more stricter Christians that I've known in my life, like saying that they don't like Muslims would be a bit of an understatement. Like I've, I grew up believing until I was 12. Like I was genuinely taught that it was a, a fundamental, so. no, a, well, yes, but a fundamental part of Islam was like killing non-Muslims. And, like, that sort of, like, radical extremism. And if I had to guess, I would say that she's, she would probably be in the realm. Because I don't know many liberal Southern Baptists, and I know for a fact that she wasn't liberal. So how did that happen? I don't think they talked about religion when they decided to have children. And then when they did have children... They realize, oh man. So do you what think? What do we do? <laughs> do you think they just like didn't know? Well, my dad. He didn't bring it up to her. Um, and then my mom, whenever she met my dad, 
was going through her rebellious phase, so she kind of pushed God to the side. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm on Earth, he's not, so. Do you know how she got back into it? Um, or she, why? She had my brother. That's it? Just yeah. like. And God, God. So how long were your parents together? That's a complicated question. So, like. Mm-hmm. Is it like an on and off situation? Yeah. But like with grown ass adults? Yeah. <laughs> See, hearing that that actually happens in the real world scares me very bad. Same. Because I know it's my future. <laughs> and I, I don't want it to be. I feel like it's like borderline inevitable. I believe in you. It's not going to be your future. I don't believe you. No offense. Okay. Oh. It probably is going to be because I'm very wishy-washy. But that is besides the point. <laughs> So, how long were they married specifically? They were never married. Never once yeah. married. Okay. So, they met in like, I don't know, 87 when my mom was 18. Was part of the rebellious phase like a stick it to the man? Like, we don't need to get married. It's just a certificate no. type of thing? No. no. So, they just like had two children and were like, eh. No, more like my mom had daddy issues. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that'll do it. So she went to an older guy and was like, ooh, he's cool. I'm going to hang out with him. I get that, but you'd think that the thirst would be quenched by the time you popped out the first, like, actual human being. You'd think. Like, getting to two is kind of, did they just have two? Uh, My mom and him, they have three. Three, so. Technically, they had four, but my sister was a stillborn, so. Okay, well, that's that's a lot of babies. Yeah, I know. That's a long, long rebellious period. Yeah. And about, do you remember about when during that time period that she started to get, like, uber religious? Uh, when she met my stepdad. Around? I was, like, nine. Okay. So, 2008. So, under what context did she meet him? <laughs> Okay, out of context, it, it's a kind of a creepy, cute story. Okay, I want to hear it out of context first, then. Okay, um, she was supposed to meet up with someone. Guy didn't show up. Then the restaurant was fully crowded, but this one guy had a table that had two seats. He looked at my mom and was like, hey, you can sit down. Like, are you alone? Like, we can have dinner together. My mom said no repeatedly, and he was like... <laughs> He was like, come on, let me at least buy you dinner. That's That's where the creepy part comes in. That's not what I was expecting. Yeah, so then she finally... I was like, oh, that's so wholesome. Yeah, no. Ew. Yeah, no. (laughs) Nice guy, TM. So, but she finally caved and had dinner with him and exchanged numbers. One thing led to another. He became my stepdad. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean... Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna. <laughs> so, and this stepdad, how how was he familiar with Southern Baptist Christianity? Or is he also Southern Baptist? Yeah, uh, when I met him, he was a pastor. Pastor of, yeah. like, was he a pastor of one of those, like, really small churches? They're yeah. like, okay, we're having a potluck now. Women head to the kitchen. Mm. Men go smoke a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, to be honest, I don't think so. 
I didn't really go to his church when I first met him. My mom just told me that, oh, yeah, he's like the sermon. And we were like, okay, <laughs> cool. We're still going to go to church where you take us. And stepdad turned out not to be super cool from what I've heard. Yeah, no. Uh, he was cool until I hit, like, puberty. Okay, so literally, like, two years? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I was interested in boys, he was like, you are the devil. You know, that does it for that does it for a lot of um, religious um, fathers. And it's really a shame because you'd think, like, at the stage where your daughter just gets, like, an ocean's worth of new hormones and starts like pouring out an ocean's worth of mm, that's what she would need a father the most i mean she's about to start interacting with people like relationally she's i mean she's about to start like fucking like it's a few years away and you need i don't know i feel like you really need you really need both parents to help you navigate that because it's just, it's a horrible, it's a whole, it's genuinely a horrible process to go through. It's a horrible it is experience. awkward and it's horrible. And every single sexual or even romantic interaction that you have before you're out of high school is disgusting and like deranged and just weird. It's just weird. And I, I don't understand why they think that's the appropriate moment. To be like, ew, no, tired of you. I, I don't, like, I don't get it. And I'm not saying he's tired of you, even though, I mean, he may be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so, about what level of, like, crazy are we talking for this man? Uh, for my stepdad? Yes. Uh, solid 10 out of 10 on the craziest train, like, man. What are some of his, like, craziest beliefs? <sighs> <laughs> um for reference i just spent the last four days with them okay yeah um <laughs> pretty nuts <laughs> that was crazy um he okay he was telling me that they i don't know who's they just in general just in general they everybody I think else he said something about the moors m-o-o-r-s Okay. There's some people okay. from back then. <laughs> from the Moors. From the Moors. Okay, I'm following. These, these people, the Moors, they yeah. tell him what to do, tell him who to pray for. He has to write down his prayers or else it's not real. Uh, oh, I uh, mean, okay. That's cute. Journaling. Very therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. Oh. Are you okay? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about like I know it's gonna be chock full of just me doing things that I'm unaware of and I'm gonna be so embarrassed when I listen to it back but I'm also definitely leaving that in. <laughs> okay I'm sorry you were saying um so yeah they just pray for you um somehow he always talks about how the rapture's gonna come soon and that COVID was just a propaganda scheme mm. yeah <laughs> and um i don't i don't know if this is too much but 
I told him I got the flu shot last week. He told me that I got inserted with the chip. Oh, he's fully he's, anti-vax. It's not even just anti-vax. COVID. The man yeah. doesn't believe in the flu anymore. He doesn't believe in the flu. <laughs> I mean, okay. We've had the flu shot since the 90s, so... Well, I mean, luckily for you, if I'm... he goes anti-vaccine, you're probably not going to be dealing with him much longer. That is so... dark. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not wrong. Um... Oh, he's also a flat earther. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going. Because, like, that is so insane. How do you get there? Is it... Do you think it's purely, like, Facebook and Twitter threads? Does the man just... Does he just, like, desperately need somebody to come in and limit his screen time? He doesn't have any social media. Oh, so he's, like, an organic dipshit. He's... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's organic fully. So he doesn't even have, like... He goes to the library up to, like, five hours a day just researching. Researching what? I don't know. What research do you do to become anti-flu shot? Yeah, I don't know, man. Or flat earth? Is he reading, like, Christopher Columbus's journals? He, you know, I wish I could remember. He did quote something from the Bible about how... The Earth is flat, but he's he's sneaking Facebook. He's sneaking. He he's sneaking right? dosages of Facebook. There's no shot. I'm sorry. But then he's also the person who says social media is like a way to, for the devil to get into you. I'll be honest. I don't think he's wrong there. Yeah, that one. You need to limit your social media time. Yeah, no, Somehow, I'm bad. Too much is too much. I have a two hour limit for TikTok. I press ignore limit every single day. <laughs> every single day. I don't even like TikTok that much. I don't enjoy my time on there. All of my slideshows are, I recently had a breakup and literally all of the slideshows are oh, like oh. breakup, like sad music. Do you get the slideshows a lot? The slideshows? The TikTok slideshows. That's where new, it's just, right? Just oh. like sad yeah. background music and then like a bunch of like... Weird pictures. Yeah. I also get like, I get a lot of like feminist slideshows too. Right Just the libs trying to radicalize me, <laughs> I guess. Okay, so, mother, step nuisance, super strict, from what I'm gathering. Yeah, he's more strict than my mom. And from what I gather, your father is very much not the same. Yeah. He is Islamic, but he's not like a fundamentalist, is yeah. Muslim. He's a progressive Muslim. What what does that look like? I have literally no experience with... I have no experience with it. So, I can't really tell you much about now, just because we avoid talking about religion at all costs. Uh, it just always turns into a family fight. Oh, yeah. No, so. I, but, like, what about when you were a kid? Like, what did you grow up hearing from him? Um, okay, so he told me that... Allah is the one true God. Allah does mean God, by the way. From my basic understanding is they're both Abrahamic religions, right? So technically like uh, like God of Abraham. And yes. yeah, I don't I don't remember the full Bible story. I used to know it way better when I was going to church regularly. But um from my understanding, like when Christians say God and Muslims say Allah, that is the same thing. Yeah. Okay. It's just Allah doesn't have a son. Yeah, because Jesus is a Jesus is a prophet. 
Yeah. Okay. So they're kind of similar, but all I really remember is he taught me how to pray. Like you're supposed to find at, find yourself at peace with Allah, and then you kneel down to him and you pray. And you pray for five minutes or less. It does not matter, but you need to pray mm-hmm. five times a day. Which is kind of like the basic rule, but you can pray more. But five is like the minimum. Yeah. Five times less than five minutes. I kind of like that. Yeah. That does seem, not even for the prayer aspect, because I feel like, if I'm being honest, I feel like inside of my head, like my internal dialogue, I feel like I will talk to myself for more than, like a chunk of more than five minutes, more than five times a day. Oh, same. And I don't know if that, do you think that is like prayer? And it's just indirect. I think that's just your consciousness. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you think there's a difference between like getting fully absorbed into your consciousness, getting fully absorbed by thought and prayer? Like, is there a difference? Is that what it's supposed to be? And we've just misconstrued it with some like Catholic adjacent, like do this, like almost as payment to absolve sins. Do you think maybe we misconstrued it and it's like, that's why it works because it is just a genuine, true plea. It's just like pure you, pure desire and need. I've never thought about it that way, but the more you talk about it, the more it makes sense that I feel like they were supposed to be the same thing, but then we just kind of changed it (laughs) even if it's not i'm a really good gaslighter so i'm gonna get you there by the end of the podcast i swear okay it's probably not a good thing (laughs) okay so any anything else um the only like bad memory i have with him about religion is uh puberty because then he had a similar thing well i believe in like the like Muslims or in the Islamic culture, mm-hmm. once you hit puberty, you're supposed to wear a hijab. Oh, yeah. So I would wear a headscarf before I hit puberty. like I, But it was very loose. You could see my hair. Mm-hmm. I I just wore it because I, I, it was cute. Are those, <laughs> are those difficult to put on? No. I mean, uh, oh, God, I forgot the actual name of it. But those, like, really long ones that cover your entire body. Are those, like, burqas? Is that the right word? I think so. Or is that a different in. thing? Okay, I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I forgot the actual name, but I know it starts with an N. Because it's like a sorry, but not a sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, those are hard to put on. I never had to wear them, but my dad did get to let me wear one just because of the experience. But actually, putting like a normal hijab, no, as long as you have a safety pin, you're good. Okay, so you literally just, is it kind of like a similar to like an out of the shower, like I have long hair, gonna wrap it up? That's kind of like a turban, yeah. Like, very much. Oh, yeah, I guess that is more turbany because it has that hoof that, like, elevate. That's my favorite part of the turban. <laughs> the fact that it makes their heads look, like, two feet long, like, full cone head. Mm. I really like that. My dad is very short, so he did wear that for a while. But now he switched to a cowboy hat, so. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That would be really good for, like, concealing height. You just, like, you put it a little bit lower so they can't see where the top of your forehead yeah. is. Smart man. Okay, so, stepdad bit of a menace yeah i know that your real dad is probably i feel like it's safe to say that he's considerably more progressive definitely but did you have any like 
I mean, outside of the hijab, did you have, did he have any like crazy tendencies, either religion based or just like dudes just on some um, shit? He wanted to marry me off, like an arranged marriage. And you didn't take that? No. I would literally be married right this second if I had that offer. I do not care. I was 12. Okay, but like, (laughs) early bird gets the worm, you know? Yeah, no. I wouldn't... Well, okay, so I guess that's like a misconception. Nowadays, getting married at 12 is not actually getting married at 12. They just found you like a husband at 12. But you don't get married until you're 18. Do you start dating? Do you get to you meet them before you get you married? You do get to meet them, but you don't date them. You get to meet them when you're like 16, 17. They have, so you have a husband for like four years you that just you just... Know about. Yeah. Do you even get to see? Nope. Like, okay. I kind of... Do you remember that Netflix show? I don't remember what it was called, but they have like a full wall between them. Love is Blind. And they're... Yeah. It's like a, that type of situation, but you also don't get to talk to them. Yeah, so it's just blind. Yeah. Did you... Did you ever get to meet him? Did you get far no. enough along? Okay. No, my mom shut that down real quick. So there's a there's a chance like that motherfucker was beautiful and you just never got to know. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> he was also like six years older than me. Okay, but I mean, in six years, it would um, still be creepy. <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah, no, that's weird. I think it's fine. Okay, if you're 18 and you're dating someone six years older than you, sure, that's fine. As long as you met at 18. I I mean, I don't know about fine. Definitely better. I'm not going to pretend like it's not better. It's a little weird. Because there is at least like, you Your can at least ask the question. Yeah. You're like, is this bad? I'm not sure. Maybe it depends situationally, but I don't, I don't know. It's kind of weird though. The alternative is like, you just, you just yeah. know. I mean, you don't even have to, you don't even have to hear ages. Like you could literally just see them like walking together, holding hands and like arrest that man immediately i have heard fundamental i touched on this a little bit but i've heard fundamentalist islam portrayed very similarly to um current american christianity especially in regards to like islam's societal impact in the middle east and american christianity's impact here it's very people see it as very restrictive I'm not going to say which one is better or worse. I think in places such as, like, is it Iran that's having the protests right now? Yeah. I feel like it's fair to say Iran is a bit worse in terms of societal restrictions. But I know not every country is Iran. And it'd be, I mean, it'd be be ignorant to assume that they would all be the same just because all Middle East, they're just all the same. I know that your father wasn't a fundamentalist. But you're still, like, relatively familiar with the values. And you probably know somewhat about fundamentalist Islam, right? Like, some of the, like, core stuff? No. Not at all? Not really. Oh, he didn't even expose you to it? Well, he did, but, okay. I was only with him, like, two days out of the week. And sometimes we had to miss the weekend, so then whenever we did miss those weekends, we were Christian for all seven days. So Christianity kind of took its place. So whenever he did talk about values and then the next day I'd have to go to like yeah. a Southern Baptist yeah. church, I would just merge them. And I'd be like, okay, cool. So you're supposed to treat people with kindness. You're not supposed to sin. Oh, wait, that's Christian. 
oh no. And then he would repeat them back to me. Mm-hmm. And I only, the kindness one is the only one that stuck. And I think um, treat everything with peace. Like, you're not supposed to, like, destroy things just because you're mad. Yeah. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. not, that's not, I mean, it's not entirely absent from Christianity. It's definitely not emphasized, especially yeah. within churches. I mean, I think it was emphasized by Jesus, but yeah. Jesus hasn't been in America in <laughs> Jesus was never about in two hundred fifty years, at the very least. You're probably not you're probably not super familiar with the. Well, what are you familiar with in terms of differences between Christianity and Islam outside of that? Is it just that in your experience, like Islam is more peaceful? To me, yeah seems more peaceful. I don't like how it's portrayed like on news or whatever. Well, Because yeah. it just looks violent, but I don't know. For me, it was always peaceful. And then, you know, Christianity was more hateful than anything else. People really love to get angry when they're grouped up. Yeah, they do. And I don't think that's unique to Christians. It's not. But they are very much the group. Like, they are the prominent group. I can't think of another group that's as present as Christians are right now. And so their anger feels so much more obvious and is so much more painful than anything else can be, if only because of the scale. So with your with your religious background, were your like friends growing up and peers, were they religious as well? And were you surrounded with like a bunch of little blonde like I love Jesus kids? Or <laughs> like did you interact with I know you probably interacted with vast majority Christians if you spent a bunch of time with your mom. But, like, did you interact with Muslim kids as well on weekends? Or did kids, like, completely avoid you because they're like, ooh, the Muslim girl? What was going on? Um, okay, so, funny story. I was avoided by Muslim children because I was considered a half-breed. So, and a half-breed is not good. You're not supposed... You're supposed to be fully... Yeah. Like, Pakistani. How dare you? Oh, you meant like race? I thought you meant like religion. In religion, but like more race. Essentially, I was like shadow banned for being half white. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then for Christianity, my best friend Mm -hmm. is one of those blonde people. Yeah. Uh, Well, she was when she was younger. She was actually, she grew up Mormon. Oh. Uh, Yeah. So that was fun learning her traditions. I don't even. Hot take, exceptionally hot take. Mormons scare the shit out of me. Because I don't know how, I don't know how similar it is to Christianity. But it is, it's one of the only religions I've ever heard of where it's young enough that we know it's bullshit and they're still doing it. And I don't know why. I get why the men do it, kind of. Multiple blonde wives, honestly, like, it you got me like if they let me drink coffee and marry like multiple blondes i'm in i'm not gonna lie taking away the coffee is kind of a deal breaker for me i don't understand why any woman would ever do that ever i feel like you're outside of being raised in it i think you have it confused with the lds is there a difference i think they're the same but oh my bad sorry the lfds like the the latter-day saints yeah the but there's an F in there because they're like fundamental Latter-day Saints. They're, they're Those like are the progressive people. Mormons? No. 
Okay. <laughs> there's a, they are the exact opposite. There's um, actually a really good like docu-series um, mm-hmm. called Obey and Pray, I think, on Netflix. I think I... I think I started that one night, watched the first 10 minutes, and fell asleep at like 9 p.m. Yeah, I would watch it if you're actually interested in Mormonism. I am, that's the thing. Because that one is like a radical version, and like normal Mormon people look at it like, why would you do that? I, I don't know. I enjoy it for the culture. Like, I see, I see like Latter-day Saints type Mormons, like fundamentalist kind of in the same light as I see like a Charles Manson and I appreciate it in that sense that like there's a lot of there's a lot of experiences that you get to hear about where you just are dumbfounded because you're like why first of all how on earth did you believe that are you kidding you know if you grow up with it but like Jesus came to America like hit some golden tablets like what are we doing what are we doing (laughs) Like, did you know that, um, did you know that a lot of the fundamentalists, they were crazy racist, and until, like, the 70s or 80s, they used to teach kids that, um, black people were fallen angels who were cursed with dark skin, and, like, that's how, that's how, that's why they're not white. Yeah. I've seen, like, cartoons of it, like, Hanna-Barbera style, like, Magilla Gorilla style like Pink Panther style cartoons showing like an angel getting cursed and then turning black and getting curly hair. And you're like, what are these kids on? What are they doing? Oh my God. Have you never seen them? I haven't seen the cartoons, but okay. My stepdad is not Mormon or Mm -hmm. anything. He's just ignorant. (laughs) I should preface. He is a black man, Mm -hmm. but he hates being black. And he thinks he's literally tried to bleach his skin before. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you're fine the way you are. You know, Jesus loves you the way you are. He's like, no. And he he hates black people. (laughs) You got like an Uncle Ruckus? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. He was so mad when I took philosophy of race. He's like, you're just going to be in doctrine. What does that even mean? That's actually so sad. But, like, I don't know. It's it's crazy that people get into places, like, with Mormonism for women and Mormonism for, like, literally everybody who isn't, like, a white dude. It's crazy how you can put yourself in positions where you long to be part of a group so badly that you will pretend like you're a part of the group. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've tried it. I mean, I've tried it like literally every which way. I've tried hanging out with so many different types of people. I've tried going to like multiple churches. I've tried not going to church. I've tried going back to church. You know, I've tried like even within the realms of relationships, I've tried dating uh, so many mean people, so many mean people. I've dated I- I've dated like one nice one, though. So we're diversifying a little <laughs> bit. And the amount of times that I will find myself, like, just Carson of the Week, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so inconsistent because I just, you just, you become what you think you need to become in order to thrive instead of just being you and getting to a place where you thrive. You know what I mean? It's like 
so many people become caricatures just in the spirit of interaction and like relationships just because they're so fucking lonely and i get it too it's so sad though and it's hard to be mad at him for that even though it's like it's like blatant bullshit you know yeah. I, I just don't get how you i get how you would get to the point and i can't even be mad but it's just so sad that we're in the place where people are suffering to such an extent where black people hate black people it's so it's so sad within christianity super strict upbringing probably don't have i know this is somewhat of an assumption but i think it's going to be accurate probably don't have the most favorable view of christianity especially fundamental christianity right you'd be correct and you're not alone at all i think that's the majority at this point because the christian church especially within american christianity has just eviscerated almost if not all of the good faith that it, we'd previously given it like they ran wild with their they had their red scared whatever that was in the 40s they had their satanic panic they have like they have a weird thing against like trans kids and they also had a gay thing in the 90s they've they've been so much more focused on like weeding out what they consider to be the dregs of society instead of like i don't know like doing the jesus thing of like just interacting with people and not being like a douche and i feel like islam is starting to become somewhat opposite in america at least in the sense that it used to be seen as like literal fucking terrorism and now for the most part it's just kind of a topic that other people bring it up and then like bottle blondes will like shift in their seats like uncomfortably whenever it's mentioned you know but in other parts of the world it functions exactly like american christianity both are generally conservative as hell they're super strict especially with people who aren't the dominant in society it's brown men over there it's white men over here how has living under that religious pretext of morality and blatantly unreasonable restrictive philosophies how has that affected you what's it like growing up knowing that you're in a position where you if you like if you wanted to be like say literally anything that deviated from the norm if you wanted to be like if you wanted to be like sexually liberated if you wanted to just fly around catch bodies if you wanted to um if you wanted to experiment with a different religion if you wanted to in some like in some of the more fundamentalist islam countries if you wanted to like as a woman give like feedback to a man there's so many things that you should be able to do as a as a human fucking being you should just you should be given the right and the f- rights and the freedom that you need to to explore and become yourself and to gain the knowledge to know that what you are is what you want to be and you're not missing out on anything else and that you're not experiencing like some intense sort of fomo but for your entire lifestyle 
So how how have those restrictions like affected you? Like both societal restrictions and within like the super strict confines of religion. Those are a lot of questions all at once. Yeah. Um, Basically just what what is what is the impact both just of growing up in a society that heavily favors like Christian values like they're super present in the majority of our culture and just also I mean there's some even though your father was like a progressive Muslim I from what I heard he didn't seem super progressive towards women no not at all not at all how how does that affect you? Well, okay, so for the whole Christian society thing, I'd say FOMO definitely was there. You know, you see, like, other kids, and they're all, like, I don't know, happy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you're, you're kind of confused because, you know, I, I grew up with two religions. Mm-hmm. So if I was... Oh my god, sorry, I just remembered like a weird flashback. I remember going up to this girl, we were in church. Yeah. I was trying to make friends, it was rough. I was like, so, which religion do you go to on the weekends? Mm, not, not the question I should have asked. What do you mean? No. Yeah, you know, like, I celebrate Allah, Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah, no, yeah, I... Oh my god, if I would have heard that at like 10, that would have freaked me out. It freaked her out. <laughs> like, it would have... Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like... It feels like they treat non... It feels like they treat it as a sin when you're not fully encompassed by religion and fully devoted. And that is so insane not even because of, um, like, even outside of the idea they're serving, like, the one true God. Like, the idea that this deeply personal relationship, that you should be able to please it, and that God would want you to, I don't understand where that comes from. I don't know where it comes from, but I know she did tell me, I'm going to pray for you. I need to go tell my mom. <laughs> I'm sure her mom was super open about it. Oh, her mom was so mad. I got grounded. Mad? Yeah, I got grounded because I guess I wasn't supposed to talk about it. I wasn't I wasn't supposed to tell people that I split up split the religions cuz I didn't realize that technically speaking me and my siblings were, I guess, what's the word? I don't know. It's uh it's a word bastard. There we go. Yeah. We were out of wedlock. Children. Yeah, out of wedlock shameful little mutts yeah basically and they already didn't like me because i was brown because some reason southern baptists are really racist mm-hmm. you're light-skinned too like you're close but yeah like, no I, cigar i guess <laughs> they're like how dare you even when my mom was like telling them you're i was supposed to say i'm native american mm-hmm. i'm not supposed to mention that i'm half pakistani only white and native american which those things are true but yeah, well, I mean, you're missing I get half. it. Christians have historically been super kind and like Native Americans. So oh, I totally. see where she was coming from. Totally. <laughs> what about like, do you have specific examples, even outside of religion, of just like blatant discrimination and harassment and just absolute bullshit that might 
bubble up to the surface and like just bitch slap you when you're not ready for it just as an inevitability of living in these cultures based off of these fundamental teachings yes (laughs) (laughs) sorry i was just oh i'm mad again (laughs) uh ninth grade this kid called me a terrorist because he saw my last name and he was like you need to go back to where you're from and i was like well i'm from tulsa (laughs) (laughs) and he's like no where you're really from and i was like well i mean like the hospital like yeah i was like "Mm." and i was i was a really like a smart aleck i just so sassy like fuck you go back to poland like what are you doing here and then he was like you're the reason why 9-11 happened and i was like bro i was too (laughs) i was in the middle of america when it was happening two years too old to be indifferent i'm two years too old yeah so that's the first one i can think of um when I was like a student teacher, this parent saw my last name and he switched his kid out of my class. Oh. Yeah, he was like, We're we don't want that kind teaching our kids. Mm. Do you think he even knew what kind you were? No. Like there's no shot he knew where you were he, from. He just saw like she she's a little darker. Oh how no. dare she? Yeah. Why is she? He, like, nudges his wife. He's like, why, why is she tan? Why, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's winter. How is she still brown? <laughs> yeah, no. So that one, that one was really upsetting because, I mean, I want to be a teacher. Yeah, so no, that's, that's like, wild. Are you kidding me? That is wild. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's not wild in the sense that, like, it's super common. I don't understand why it's super common still. Maybe maybe it's just because, I mean, they haven't gotten to grow up with full internet. Okay. But I mean, they're kids my age who are douchebags too. So yeah, but this is in the city. I thought the cities like were more progressive and liberal. And uh, you were in Oklahoma. Yeah, but uh, Tulsa is a lot better than like ninety percent of Oklahoma. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they had a big race riot. They kind of like cleared yeah, it out. You're not wrong. So that was a very dark piece of history. Yeah, but what? Probably one of the worst. That's it, about it as was bad as worst. it gets. And they literally didn't. They tried to cover it up. I don't think they touched on it in Oklahoma history. I don't remember remembering they, about it. They didn't cover it in Oklahoma history, but uh, rest in peace, Grandma. She told me everything about <laughs> it. She uh, and my grandma was also Southern Baptist. Yeah. But it's kind of weird because she was really liberal. She was a flower child. Like, yeah. She was a teenager in the 60s. What do you expect? Um, but then she, like, popped out a conservative daughter. <laughs> I don't know how that makes sense. It ha- there was a really big movement in the 80s and 90s of reversion to Christianity. And a lot of Gen Xers are super conservative because of it. Yeah. I know they were... Ge- there was a huge like revival in the 90s from what I've heard where Christian music started to spark up and they started getting those like those ballads going that you hear a bunch of now. Like some of them hit the fucking Billboard top 100 now. Like those Christian. I think they really just figured out music. They stopped doing those. <laughs> they stopped doing those dumb hymns and they switched over to like actual music. And then people would be like, oh my gosh, crescendo, I have goosebumps. The Lord has entered. 
And I think, on, I'll be honest, that's literally the only time when I was growing up where I even thought I had like a semblance of like divine contact is I would get goosebumps during music and then I would start regularly walking outside and I would <laughs> listen to different kinds of music, but they also have like good um, musicians and they have like powerful singers and I would get these goosebumps listening to like a, like a Demi Lovato or Beyonce and I was like, is there is Demi a prophet? <laughs> and then as it turns out, no. It was just good music. It is just, it's just something you connect with. And that music is something you're obviously going to connect with if you're spending like, I had, I had periods in my life where I was spending as many as like three-ish days a week in church, assuming there wasn't like an extra event because we would go on like Sundays and Wednesdays. And I also had a spurt where I went on Saturday night for Ooh. church, which was nuts. And it was we also, there was a period where they, on like Tuesdays, they would like force me and my sisters into the living room and we would do like our own church thing when I was way younger. And they would give like separate Bible lessons on specifically Moses when I was 10 or 11. And we all hated it. Like most of it was us. It was, it was literally just fighting while they would try to preach. And then they did it again while I was in high school. Why? We left our church. They were youth pastors at a church. And they left when I was like 15 or 16. And they started trying to do the home thing again. And they would play clips from like um, worship services on the television. And we would have to, st I think we would have to stand for them for a bit. Like, we would have to, like, stand up. Like, you know how in church when they start playing the music, you just get up. We would do that, and then we would either have to listen to a full sermon on a TV and then talk about it after, like, a full-blown, like, lab lecture type-ish. <laughs> or we just, or they would have their own. Like, my dad would have his own just ready. And all of it would just be, most of the service would be service, air quotes, would just be us complaining about like, what are we doing? What are you doing? What are we doing? Why are we here? Stop it. Stop it. Go outside. Go find, go mingle. Go find a friend. Like half of us are teenagers. We are not, no. Like stop, it is Sunday afternoon. Like actually it wasn't afternoon. They would do it in the mornings. I remember being woken up to do it. That's kind of funny because my stepdad Anytime I somehow got in trouble, it turned into a service. We He bought me this book. He bought me a Bible. Um, but it was like those adventure Bibles. Girls edition. I never had a girls edition. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. I think I did have like a... Was it the I jungle? Had. It had like a jungle cover on it. I'm trying to remember. It was like orange-ish. Okay. And it was, I think it had some pictures. Yeah, this one was like in full color. It honestly, it it was a sick Bible. Honestly, I think I like, can't remember exactly what it. I don't, I haven't thought about this in so long. Like you triggered just like a stupidly vivid memory. I don't know. I just pulled this one like straight out of the hive mind. He. But I have such a vivid picture of what you're talking about right now. So he got me this Bible, and I would actually like sit around and like read it. Um, 
when I was like nine, ten, maybe eleven. I think like once I hit eleven, I was like, this is dumb. But anytime I got in trouble, he would grab that Bible. Because the girls' edition, it shows you like how to be a proper woman. Oh, dope. So it has he, diagrams like teaching you how to breastfeed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it shows you like um certain verses that show you that like as a woman you need to obey your husband blah 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 oh. yeah so anytime i like disobeyed i don't understand why your mom didn't like the arranged marriage idea you know maybe that's on the inside she was like no. was just be if he was christian if he was christian it would have been fine it. but you know he's not so i guess i lucked out there but or i guess in your case unlocked but yeah, he would just go on and on about how the devil was creeping into me and I need to uh, repent for all the sins I have done. Mm-hmm. I just didn't ask if I could have breakfast. Why am I getting a lecture? Like you got breakfast without I got permission. breakfast on my own. I like poured myself some cereal, threw away the milk carton. We had a whole other gallon. I, that needs to be important. There's a whole other gallon. Mm-hmm. I walked into the living room to get to the dining room, sat down. He has the Bible out. He sees me. He goes, gets the other Bible. And he tells me that I can't eat my breakfast and that I need to repent for not asking. And I need to obey the man of the house. I... And the milk that I just used was his milk, which sounds gross saying that loud. <laughs> but like, I guess he was saving it for something. I don't milk saving milk. Yeah, saving milk. So for what, bitch? Like a single cookie? <laughs> it filled. It was like the perfect amount that you know when you pour milk and it rises a little. That's the perfect amount to me. It was good after that. I genuinely don't know what that means. Oh, Jesus. Pour okay. milk and it rises? Yeah, so you pour the milk after you've already poured your cereal and then the cereal Oh, yes, rises. yes, 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 yes. Okay. I forgot about the context of cereal and I thought we were just <laughs> talking about milk and I was focused on it. And I was like, do you have like carbonated milk? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, so okay. I got a an hour and a half lecture about this. Oh, my God. Dude, and I used to have so many two to three hour long lectures when I was in high school. It, it was so annoying. It's annoying mm. and it was so rough. And like my mom walked in and she was the only saving grace because she's like, what are you still doing in your pajamas? Like we have church. And then he was like, oh, what the time? And I was like, I would have been done getting ready. I would have been fine if you would have just let me sit down and eat my freaking cereal. <laughs> Oh, and then I didn't get to eat the cereal. At all? At all. He took my cereal. Did he eat it? I don't know. I walked away because I was like, I'm I hope he. I hope he ate it. That's kind of... Like, it would be a waste if he didn't. Yeah. I'll be honest. That's kind of a... That's kind of girl boss. That I walked away? No, that he just like... If he took your cereal and didn't just... eat it... Oh. That's... I'm so mad. Okay, it's shitty, but that is that is so funny. <laughs> Honestly, I hope he did eat it because it was soggy by the time he got to some people it. like soggy cereal Ew. i went to high school with the dude who likes soggy cereal why would you like so- sorry you're 
classmates preference. I, I think he'll live. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I I don't think he's gonna listen to this shit. Um you have a decent chunk of tattoos. How did they how did they react to that? Your parents. I'd imagine that I don't know how the progressive father would feel. I don't know if he'd be favorable towards that or not. I have a pretty decent idea of how your mother might react to that. Okay. Um, so I got my first tattoo exactly seven days after I turned 18. Mm-hmm. I was very excited for it. Did they know you were getting it? Um, my mom thought I was joking about it. She thought I was kidding. But, you know, I had my own money, so. Yeah. All I needed was my ID. Got it. Gosh, do you remember those days? Having money? Yes. <laughs> Good days. It was crazy. You and- could just, like, get hungry and then, like, go buy a meal. <laughs> That was nuts. Okay, continue. Um, and I, okay, I was still kind of scared of them. So I was like, I don't want to, like, get it where it's visible. And my high school had a policy that if you had tattoos, you couldn't have them visible. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just get it on my shoulder. No one will see it. I did want to show my mom, though, because I got it for her. Like, it's a, it's a mom elephant and a baby elephant is following her. Yeah. Her favorite animals and all that. So I showed it to her and I was like, look, it's so cute. I got it for you. She slapped it. Slapped your skin? She slapped the tattoo. That's kind of kinky. No, bro. That's her mom. (laughs) No, why though? It was because she knew it would hurt me. Did it hurt like really bad? Are they? Okay. Wait. I do want to get a tattoo. You don't have tattoos? I don't have a single one. Oh, Mostly because they're expensive. Yeah, true. Oh my god. Okay, now this explains so much. All right. I have like I I am going to get some and like when I do, I'm also not going to tell anybody about it cuz I think it'd be really funny to just like not reveal it and then just like randomly have tattoos and see how many I could accumulate before people are like, "Oh." I got to 10 before anyone noticed. Yeah. I want to get them like concealable too. That's probably uh, why I don't want to get like I might get a little whale right underneath my right hand like on the inside of my wrist just because i got it like a little art festival thing and i was like oh that's kind of sick <laughs> so i might be i might be welled up in the future it there is potential i'm not gonna lie so she saw the tattoo and slapped it okay how did she give you like a silent treatment after for a couple weeks mm. was it like a, that type of situation or was it like a constant berating it was the first day she slapped it and i cried because it hurt mm-hmm. um then my brother Hold up. oh it didn't turn off okay it was recording the entire time okay fuck you apple that was shitty <laughs> i'm sorry what were you saying <laughs> um okay so yeah i cried because she hit me mm-hmm. that sounds wrong but um I-, I feel like that's pretty accurate yeah and then she realized that my brother left because my brother took me to get my tattoo. Also, I know my brother had tattoos by this point, so okay. But you know what he didn't have? A vagina. Oh, you're right. That's the you're difference. Right. She did favor him, so I should say that. The other brother is favored by my actual dad. I think, and I'm I'm putting this out there, and I hope both of my parents and all siblings hear this. I think my mom likes me the most. Are you the only boy? I was for a long time. I am the oldest of 
Five. Five? Five. I'm the fifth. Four siblings. I have three little sisters. One is 19. She goes here, actually. OSU. Does, like, education. Yep. And another one who is 16. About to be 17. Another one who's 14. Like, very recently. Like, within the last week. And then... I have a little brother who's like way younger than the rest of us. Wow. He is not six yet. He is five years old. He turned six in a couple months. And so I was the only boy until I was a freshman in high school, I think. That's a big gap. It's a decent chunk, yeah. But like, I'm like really well positioned if I have like an accidental child. <laughs> like, I could kill that shit. I I feel like I could raise a baby so easily because I have that like background knowledge now. I'm not going to say easily. That is that is mad ignorant and that is not what I meant to say, but I feel like it wouldn't be nearly as big of a learning curve as it would be just like raw dogging parenthood, you know? Yeah. I'm the youngest, so so the exact opposite. <laughs> wow, that's a huge age gap. Yeah, it's a decent chunk. What about um and I can cut this out if you don't want to add it or we can just skip over it entirely. I saw in your group me bio as I was messaging you to ask if you wanted to do this podcast. I saw a little pronoun section with a they them in there. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I can probably guess your mother's position on that. Um, and if I'm being honest, I would assume that your father would probably have a similar one because, I mean, they're just so removed. It's such a new concept. So do they know? Um, my mom likes to stalk me sometimes. Mm -hmm. And okay, I did this like back when I was 13. Yeah. When like Facebook came out. Yeah. The pronouns or whatever they've been doing that since 2012 wow i never used facebook super consistently because the only thing that we use facebook for where i'm from is um people would get it at like age nine so they could play games on facebook and they lie about their age so like it says that all of my high school friends are like 27 (laughs) right now on facebook but that's all we used it for we didn't very few of us like updated it and like scrolled through people's posts yeah I don't know how to describe Facebook. I think that was like the first social Cess media. Cesspool. It is, yeah. It's icky now. And so many ads. Instagram is getting bad too. I get so many, so many posts from accounts that I'm not following. And sometimes it's okay. And that sometimes is exclusively like hot strangers. But most <laughs> of the time it is just boring videos. I get a lot of One Direction videos too. And I don't want to say they're boring. Very much so. They've been broken up for like seven years. Bro. (laughs) Uh, Well, not entirely broken up. Zayn left like seven years ago and then they broke up after they released another album because they were still like under contract or some-ish. And I know that because my Instagram feed is flooded (laughs) with videos about it. I literally (laughs) knew nothing about them. I am, I'm very much a Zayn boy. I'm not going to lie. Huge fan of Younger Harry. But Zayn is a better singer. I haven't listened to any of Zayn's I, I just stuff. need to add that. Have you? You haven't heard like Pillow Talk? No. With Taylor Swift, but no. they're like, 
that I'm not going to say on this microphone. I'm sorry. Weird. <laughs> I'm ready to. Let's hear it. <laughs> no. Um. So she saw that. She questioned me a bunch. And then she sent my dad, or not my dad, my stepdad, in to talk to me. And then that was like a whole ordeal. I was grounded. You are not two people. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was grounded because they were un- they were concerned. And then they told You got me- grounded for being fruity. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, I'm sorry. I know that's <laughs> shitty, but that is so funny. <laughs> so after the grounding, um, I was like, okay, what do I do? Like, And they didn't take anything away from me. I just couldn't go to my best friend's house. And I was like... How did that feel like that's a... I mean, no access to, like, your primary relationship. Yeah. That's... It was a little rough. Yeah, that's definitely... Well, she was also concerned that I was, like, gay with my best friend. Were you? No. She is 100% straight, I think. Um, the blonde one? Mm-hmm. Is she, um... Fine? <laughs> Am I gonna... Of course she's fine. She's we'll my t- best friend. We'll talk about this after the show. Um, God, I ran into the table again. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... So, that was a thing. Um, yes. And then they sent me to False Creek for camp. The horniest of the Christian camps. I know. They didn't really look into it, but my church was going to send the youth to False Creek. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? Some slutty little Jesus freaks. They were like, we're going to send you yep. there. And I was like, okay. Because I think they thought it was like a strict camp. And I was like, cool. And I was excited. I was like, yeah. a week away from them? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yay. And then I found out my best friend was going to go. And I was like, oh, stoked. All right, great. Um, but I did come back. And I was like, Mom, I'm ready to be baptized. So, you know, maybe it worked. <laughs> Damn, what did you see? What type of freaky shit did you, you know, see to come back and be like, Mom, okay, we need to, like, do this over again now. I'm so sorry. No. Baptize me immediately. It was more like, okay, they had a thing called Tabernacle. You saw you saw pegging for the first time, didn't you? <laughs> no. That's what it was. Um, That's a come to Jesus moment. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you said that when, um like, the Christians learned what good music was and you got goosebumps? Yes. Yes. It was that. Their worship was fire. It was golden i uh, loved yeah. it yeah i went to a a church camp with a stupidly talented group for music it's called it was called like um yfn like youth for the nations honestly it was a solid camp i don't i don't know if i i my memory isn't good enough to i have nothing to like pick apart in my immediate yeah. memory though i remember them their their performances were always very good their speakers were i mean a lot of it i've always been bored by speakers i've been getting better about it but like listening listening to people rant especially listening to people rant especially about um a concept that you just know so much about is just it's really hard to sit through but they were i mean they were obviously good you could tell that they were talented i wasn't super into it but they were way better than my my past exposures you know, and that's how False Creek was for me. And whenever I felt that like weird sensation, I turned to my best friend and I was like, "Are you feeling this?" Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, I am." I'm like, "Are we about to get baptized?" <laughs> I think so. Okay, all right. And then we like <laughs> got baptized the week we came back. <laughs> she was probably so excited too. Yeah, she was like, "Okay, 
But then, like, I, she's still a Christian, but not that extreme. Yeah. And I, I don't even know what the heck so, I am. And I, okay, so you're, you're relatively, I say the word relatively too much. You are, I think it's fair to say that you are significantly more removed from religion than you were in the past. And I was curious, was there like a specific instance that sparked the process of religious detachment for you? For me, I remember going to church about a day or two after the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage. And until then, I don't, I don't think I realized exactly who I was interacting with on like Sundays and Wednesdays and Saturdays because I remember at the past I remember the pastor at the time saying something like it's a it's a sad day for America in the opening like towards the beginning of his sermon and I feel like it immediately like triggered some sort of I guess revelation would be an appropriate word biblically speaking cuz there there wasn't a reason for them to be upset at least like not genuinely yeah. Nothing changed for them. Like nothing changed in their lives. Their marriage, their own marriage, still fully intact and legal. But it was just the prospect of those them icky gays that just them getting to share the status that used to be exclusively for them. It was enough for them to publicly grieve. And it was insane to watch. It wasn't based in any sort of love whatsoever. It was just it was based like purely in the anxiety that and that engulfs powerful people when they're confronted with loss of control and you know in in that moment maybe maybe the romans didn't succeed in killing jesus that their con- congregational hatred across america does if i i don't understand where it comes from for like a heartbreakingly large number of people congregational hatred crucified Jesus far more than a couple nails and like a couple slabs of wood yeah. could and that is a very long-winded way of asking you do you have like a definitive moment or circumstance that like kickstarted kickstarted a descent into more like secular ideas and secularism and just removal from religion in general or was it like simply like an I'm tired of this I don't want to do this anymore I've been doing it for so long I need to be done we're just gonna not worry about it um it was probably when I knew I was bisexual (laughs) because okay I came out or I tried to come out to my mom and my stepdad uh but I tried to do it in a funny way to like (laughs) lessen the blow so I did it on April Fool's Day and I like walked in I tried to be I tried to dress like a man mm-hmm. and then I was like holding my friend's hand and I was like I'm gay and my mom was like it's April Fool's Day and I was like yeah I, I am gay though and I was <laughs> like that's that's where I'm fooling you I'm only half gay and she's like, what? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm half gay. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm bisexual. And she's like, honey, it's just a phase. And I was like, no. So what I'm hearing is your mother is also bisexual. Yeah, she's just in denial. <laughs> it is. I'll be, actually, I'm not going to say that. But I feel like 
I'm not going to specify. I feel she could be bicurious. I feel like there's a decent chunk of older women who just are and don't either don't know or just don't acknowledge it or like think the fact that they had like full blown intimate relationships with women in their 20s just like doesn't count because they're married now. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, the idea that like the idea that like I don't like women now because I'm not married to one. That's so fucking stupid. It's yeah. so fucking stupid. And I, I I don't understand where just the cognition just gets pulled out of the fucking ear holes, just completely removed from the brain and just thrown away. I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't know where it comes from. Uh, so when I realized that failed, <laughs> I was like, you know what, maybe she's right. Maybe maybe I'm not by. And my stepdad was like, you need to go read your Bible. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. So I read it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was trying to find something that would click. Uh, nothing was clicking. I think like a year, maybe. It was like a year before uh, you could be married. Like same-sex marriage was legalized. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm by. Yeah. You know what the crazy thing is? Is at that moment, I wasn't even... Okay, I feel like it's fair to say that I was like, fully homophobic not for very long but i was raised in a way where it was quite literally unavoidable and so until i was about 12 or 13 like it really wasn't that long but until i was like 12 or 13 it like wasn't even a question that like ew like what is that you know like it's just it there's no reason like stop complaining gays like get over it like there, there is no issue like you can still date like why are you so, why are you mad that you, you can't so get upset? married? Like, shut up. Why are you always complaining? You're so whiny. Yeah. So whenever I, like, knew for but, real. Yeah. But, oh, I was going somewhere with that. Oh, okay. It was, I was only, like, 14 or 15 when um the Supreme Court ruling happened, I think. It was around, like, 2015, right? Yeah. So I was actually 13. So I was, like, super... I was, like, very early stages of transition from, like, bigot to, like, there's literally no point in, like, being worried about this. Like, it, it's a non-issue. Like, genuinely, like, there is no issue. Like, just, it does not matter at all. And even, even as someone who was, like, very wishy-washy at that point, like, hearing them, hearing them, like, degrade, just the very, like, allowance of them to get married to the, for them to be able to do this thing like it shouldn't even be an option for them and you were mad that it was it was just it was pure unadulterated just hate yeah it was just they didn't even know who they were hating like they didn't know it wasn't specific people that they were mad at it wasn't like an anti-christian movement i know it can be conceived as a lot of like a lot of gay movements or like a lot of gay movements can be perceived as anti-Christian, but they just, I mean, they don't like it because it like, they don't like them. Like if you're, if you're raised and like, you know that a specific ideology is like, okay, what you're doing isn't okay. Like stop doing it forever. Just like get with a woman. It'll be fine. Like stop it sooner. Like you're, yeah. you're obviously not going to like them. And the nineties were crazy. Like they full on like hate crimes. 
So like I don't I don't understand how any like gay people over the age of thirty, honestly, the fact that they can not be hateful about it, and I know some people are, but the fact that any of them cannot be hateful about it is genuinely incredible to me. Because I it's a beautiful level of forgiveness. And it's forgiveness that wasn't earned, which is very pure. You know? Yeah. Okay. So as a bisexual, as a as a them, as a as everything that you are that is antithetical to like good Christians and like good Christianity, religion probably weighs heavily. Because it weighs heavily on me and I don't have those barriers. So I'm just going to, I'm going to project onto you for a second. And it weighs heavily on all people. And especially so for children who grew up on, grew up high on super heavy doses of divine encounters, quote unquote, divine encounters. I still find myself constantly wondering about God, God's existence the potential lack thereof, whether it's even reasonable to call God a he because God isn't a person and, like, clearly doesn't adhere to humane and, like, natural boundaries of our world, assuming that it's, that the biblical text is accurate. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't consider myself an atheist by any metric because I'm just not. I'm not indifferent to it. I honestly almost wish I could be, but I, I can't. I think that is the... I think it is genuinely instilled. Maybe that it, maybe that's what brainwashing is. I don't know. But um, religion is still... It's one of the genuine great struggles of the Carson Buller experience. It's just top tier right up there with like excess Taco Bell consumption and being thrown for a loop every time it rains and I can't wear my Crocs outside. Those are my top three issues in life. Very hard life. How did you handle yesterday? I sat home and cried. Fair. No, I had to change into actual shoes and I was oh, no. so I was so cramped my my tootsies couldn't breathe. But my question is to you as far as you're concerned is is God here? And if God is here, are you still interested? That's a really great question. Right. Um good job. I I feel like there is like a higher power. I can't tell if it's God and I can't tell if it is a God, Mm -hmm. but I just think there's no way, no way that there's not a higher power. Like you're telling me that the big bang, I believe in the big bang theory. Like don't, I'm not crazy, but I just want to know, like there had to be something that started it. And they say that there's not, that it just happened, but yeah. You know, it could be like Thanos. Maybe you just snap his fingers. <laughs> you know what worries me is that the starting point was like, I, there are so many options for the starting point. Like maybe we're maybe we're like in the thing that we're trying to create in like computers and simulation. There's, I mean, that's a super widespread theory. Have you seen the Matrix? I don't. I've seen the first one. I've only seen the first one too. That was. I also saw the first half of the fourth one first half kind of rocked and then it was taken off of hbo like literally the day that i was watching it and i fell asleep halfway through so i don't know how it ends and it pisses me off just thinking about it so 
But... We're gonna move on from the Matrix because I'm I'm actually so mad. Like it was a full on <laughs> blockbuster, and I was like, oh, I could watch this for like essentially for free because it's not my HBO account, and it was just gone. It was just gone, and I consumed half of it, and I to this day have not. I don't know. I should look it up. I've heard the second half sucked though, so I'm kind of like I'm enjoying my ignorance at the moment. Fair. I'm thriving in the bliss of it. <laughs> But yeah, I think there's like a higher power. I can't tell what it is. Um, I am open to going back to church. Kind of wanna go back to church, but I'm I haven't told anyone, like in, anyone in my family, because then I'll hear the "I told you so." I knew, oh my god, yeah. that's that's the thing that's so difficult about it is that even if you land at a completely different brand of christianity it's like it's like if you were raised in a family that exclusively eats cheerios right you breakfast lunch dinner fucking cheerios literally just bowls of cheerios around 15 you're like i kind of don't like this i think i'm gonna start eating like exclusively hot pockets you transition completely away from cereal and then you go another five years and you're like, oh, actually, cereal's kind of dope. I'm still over Cheerios, though. I kind of want to transition to, like, honey bunches of oats. And then your parents are like, see, I always told you you'd like cereal. Like, it's not the, it's not it's not the, the same. same fucking thing. The only similarity is the milk. Like, it's just, we are not in the same place. You, do not, you are not, no. We are not in the same place. What, we, what I grew up with was, no, it was not, it wasn't just... It wasn't, it wasn't kind, it wasn't gentle, it wasn't loving. And I feel, I feel robbed of those traits almost because I feel like because of it, my foundation is jackass, you know? And I feel like I have to constantly confront that and like actively try not to be a jackass just because that's... That's my West Philadelphia before I hit Bel Air, you know. <laughs> that was a good one, right? I actually surprised myself with that one. That was pretty. <laughs> You're gonna hear me say that a lot more. Oh, I'm no. so sorry in advance. <laughs> But yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I'm not telling them because then they'll just say that they were right. And I'm sorry, they were not right. <laughs> it's, I do also, though, a part of me worries about avoidance for the sake of my own ego. Because even though I don't, I don't think they're right and I don't think their way of going about, I think their way of, I think mine aren't as fundamental as yours. Like, honestly, I don't think it's close. I mean, there are some things that I do just, like, I think it's too devoid of compassion to be, like, genuinely true. But I'm worried about avoidance of what is true I'm I'm worried that I'll avoid that simply because it's it's another serial, you know. 
I'm really hoping that whatever happens, it's like the good place. And hopefully, you know. I literally have that on the docket. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. I have a little. Okay. In the midst of your journey with Christianity and somewhat Islam, you had a little rebellious period. And you shifted into what a lot of Christians consider to be the antithesis of Christianity. And from what limited understanding I have of it, it's it's not. You are never going to be able to convince a Christianity of a Christian of that, though. And what I'm talking about is you dabbled in Satanism a, just a wee little tad bit. When you were around what age? This About year. like high school. And I know you're school. in it now, but like you started. Yeah, like around 16, 15, 16. And I mean, is it, does it stem from simply like a, I'm not going to be like you, mom. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm my own person. I have my own life. And just like pure rebellion and transitioning to the exact opposite of what you know you dislike or was it exposure like via a medium like a website or like a youtube video or like a tiktok where you saw it and you were intrigued and you liked some of the ideals and you just you advanced with it and you ran with it and you ended up enjoying some of the core tenets of it like how did that arise is it a rebellion thing or is it a scholarly thing (laughs) Um, I think it started off as a rebellion, but it wasn't a rebel on my mom, per se. It was more a rebellion towards my stepdad, um, because he was, like, a pastor, and he wanted me to be, like, the perfect pastor's daughter, and I was not about that life. I did not want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, my brother, he's an atheist, yeah. so he was like, eh, you should look into the satanic temple, if you really want to, like, piss mom off or piss uh, our stepdad off. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I looked into it, and I, like, signed up. I was like, oh, yep, I am totally a Satanist now because <laughs> I signed up, and I have a card. <laughs> so you had, like, a real-life, like, devil-on-the-shoulder devil type of moment. Yeah, basically. Like, are you sure you want to do this? You should just do it. You know what? I'm just going to do it. It'll be fine. Um, Did it end there? Did you just like sign up to get emails and like <laughs> show your stepdad and be like, um, ah, I, I was already like a goth kid, so I really like portrayed like makeup and all. Yeah. Animal. Did you do the full like extended had, like wing eyeliner? Like, um, I tried, but I was foundation that's like shades lighter instead of darker, like a lot of the white girls do. Actually, no, because I like my skin tone. <laughs> So I never was like, oh, I don't need to do that. And also, it gives you really bad acne, and I had way worse acne than I do now. So it was like me too. Oh. Mine was nuts in high school. I just so. <sighs> so I really played into the fact that both of them were just terrified that I was gonna be like an evil person. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I started dressing differently, like harder into the goth scene wearing like pentagram necklaces yeah (laughs) went to hot topic like every single weekend (laughs) 
um, put like got obsessed with Twenty One Pilots. Oh no, no, no! That was <laughs> after my time. Did you have a My Chemical Romance phase though? Yes, but that was on pure accident. Ah, mine was too. My brother gave me a CD and he was like, "I think you'd like this." CD, okay, old head. Ouch. I mean, <laughs> I found them on Spotify. My CDs were. I had CDs when I was younger. It was. I had a Jonas Brothers CD. And I think we had a Hannah Montana one, too. Oh, I had every single Hannah Montana And one. I think one of the High School Musical movie soundtracks. Oh, I hated High School Musical. I don't hate it. Yeah. Well, okay, because it was like a thing. You. This is totally going to get cut. Yeah, but like, the best thing. <laughs> it was. No, I'm leaving this in so you can get berated by anybody oh, who Oh, okay. Hears it. But there was like a feud between Hannah Montana fans and High School Musical. I don't know why, but I was a diehard Hannah Montana fan. And now I'm a diehard Miley Cyrus fan because I like Miley. Cy- I had a huge crush on Miley Cyrus in sixth grade. Like me too. Mo- Mohawk Miley Cyrus. I was yeah. Me too. Maybe that's why I liked her so much. I don't know, but yeah, the whole My Chemical Romance one. Yeah, no, my brother just randomly gave me a CD and he was like, "You're gonna like this," and I was like, "Okay." So, about how long did it take you? On your journey with however far you are into Satanism, about how long did it take you from initial exposure to like, oh, this is actually kind of interesting and like actually starting to like look in and maybe even practice some of the tenets? So um, as a teen, I just went as I think I like Googled how to look like a Satanist. Yeah. Um, And then I like looked at. A couple YouTube videos, maybe. But that was as far as I got. Like, mainly because mm-hmm. I was just grounded a lot. Yeah. So they didn't let me even explore it. Um, and then now I did it, you know, for, like, legal reasons. Yeah. And then I thought it was interesting that <laughs> this is so weird. But okay. I didn't realize that Satanism... Is literally just atheism. Yeah. 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 I didn't um, either. I heard Satanists when I was younger. I heard Satanists try to describe it. And I don't know who the fuck I thought I was. But they would like describe their... I, I mean, I did the thing that Christians do now. Like that my parents and like siblings will do now when I try to explain it to them. Like I would they would tell me their beliefs and I would straight up tell them, no, that's not what that is. And I don't know where that ego comes from. Cause you, they know that they don't know. I knew that I didn't know. That didn't stop denial. Yeah. And that, if I'm being honest, that is remembering that and looking back at a lot of, um, like examining a lot of Christian text or like Christian preachers or like Christian scholars now, it makes me um it makes me wary and it makes me nervous that I'll just it makes me nervous that I have like a clear favoring that isn't clear to me. You know? And it's I've never understood I don't know. I don't know. Religion, I don't know. <laughs> Religious people just have, there's just so many blurred lines between 
the emphasis on faith has just blurred lines so heavily between um, what is reality and what could potentially be reality because maybe this thought is from God. You know what I mean? I've never understood how we find ourselves so confident in our distinction between us and God because we're constantly spouting ideals and philosophies with the claim of divine inspiration at like borderline willy-nilly rates it's like it is it's just non-stop just spit fire just pew, 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 pew. and what's even more confusing is how regularly we encounter people who echo like conflicting ideals to the point where it's i mean it's likely that someone somewhere has made a claim of divinity for literally every viewpoint that you could possibly encounter you know, there are people who use like deities and like even like Christianity and Islam to justify like both tolerance and intolerance. Like they use Christianity to both be like pro-gay, anti-gay, like pro-trans, anti-trans, whatever. Like you can use Christianity to be both sides of that. You can use gods to be both um, pro-war and a fucking pacifist. You can use gods to justify both love and hate. And it's egregiously wishy-washy. Like, it's insane. We are all insane. And I'm, what, what do you think the cause of that confusion is? Like, is do you think one group could be tapped into God while others are like completely off base? Or is, do you think that confusion could be like proof of God's absence? I think the confusion comes from it being so abstract. Like, okay, you have a text, but people can misinterpret the text a billion times. Yeah. Anyway. So I think people just kept on getting lost in translation. And what if the book was just telling you what happened? But everyone keeps trying to find deeper meaning in it. It's like poems. Yeah. Everyone's like, no. The no. frustrating thing about, like, especially the Bible is that there's a really good chance that it's the exact opposite, too. And that so much of it was, like, figurative and metaphorical. And because they're not, like, 3,000 years old, they don't know what the fuck the metaphor was for. Yeah. And so people think, my mom unironically told me once that they found Noah's Ark. And, like, my mom's not stupid. Like, neither of my parents are stupid. Like, all, my entire family is pretty fucking smart. And... Except for when it comes to religion. There's still... I mean, nobody's smart in the abstract. You know? It, I mean, ignorance is our default. And it's really easy to forget that. Ignorance that, is like, bliss, supposedly. Literally everything that we know is because somebody, like, cured ignorance. Like, somebody let you know. Somebody revealed something to you. Like, so few of the things that we know come from, like, an inner revelation that stems from within ourselves. And a lot of those revelations are bullshit because they are subjective. And, like, those inner revelations can be like, oh, God is here and, like, I'm thinking for him and, like, my thoughts are divine. Mm. Okay. I lost my thought. <laughs> <laughs> I was just... 
what ah oh, it's on the tip of my yeah. tongue Dang I it. just I don't want the confusion confuses me the That's, confusion confuses you I don't know where the confusion comes from oh or, I remembered it I remembered yeah, it okay. okay so this is gonna be more confusing okay there's different types of the Bible right like you know like King James version you know, yeah, 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 yeah yeah whatever not only is there different types but because of what year your Bible was made there's different wording. And then that confuses you even more. Because I think it's Levitus 18.22, maybe. Yeah. Something about how, like, you can't lie with another man or whatever. Yeah, no, that's the that's the prominent gay one. Yeah. So that one wasn't... Or anti-gay one. Yeah, that one wasn't originally... That, that that did not say that in the beginning. It said you can't lie with child. I saw a, document, a full documentary about it. Because apparently they changed it in like 1946. Mm-hmm. That was the, Did you see that documentary? I did not. I This is not a credited source. I saw it all on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> of you a should, lady with a 1945 Bible. You should probably Bible. check up slightly more. However, yeah, but they that do have... That's literally the, t- the title of the documentary is 1946. They 1946. do like full deep dive. And it is gross i mean it's gross in the sense of like how like why did they change the wording well i know why it's more like a question of how how could you and how does that action not get okay if i'm being honest the thing that gives me the most um hesitation within religion is that so many people are so confident to misconstrue religious values like blatantly sure. or just lie or just change and they are not worried about repercussion whatsoever and the fact that that has happened so often either says something very like deeply troubling about who we are as a species or maybe it's obvious to some people that it's just not Maybe it's obvious to people who just don't have a background in Christianity and haven't had that experience where, like, they had a traumatic event and then somebody came to them with Christianity and now they're converted. Like, oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. Like, your wife died. Now you have something else to cling on to. <laughs> Jesus is at work. Whatever. It's like, um, like the NA or AA meetings. Those are rough. <laughs> you have to say a prayer. Yeah. Ugh, God, I hate those. Prayers. Yeah, you've well. No, I don't hate prayer. That's like kind of healing. But I hate the prayer that you have to say when you're going through like an NA meeting yeah. or an AA meeting, yeah. and how they essentially make it where getting addicted to a drug or being an alcoholic was God's plan. Like, I don't know if you've ever been around an. I hate the God's plan rhetoric. Same. I get it. I get addicted to stuff so easy. That's why I have to like make a conscious effort to not touch like hard drugs ever good it's kind of like playing telephone that's how i see it yeah yeah, yeah. it's also it reminds me of you know those white lies that parents used to say like oh you can't close a door when i'm pumping gas because the car will blow up yeah yeah no yeah. I, yeah I mean i still do that to people like presently i love gaslighting I do it to I do it to my little brother Ethan a lot, bro. Because it's just like I don't know. That's some 
that's some like horrible innate quality too is it is so fun to like lie to small people it is so it, no it is so fun and you know it to just be like why is the sky blue oh i, I painted it they don't know like they're just um, like oh my neighbor painted the sky like that that's so I accidentally ruined Santa Claus. Oh, I did that once too. I was an oldest sibling. I found out through a book when I was in like second grade. And then I think I ruined it for like my eldest sister, the 19 one, maybe. Okay, but my family or my mom made it where I never believed in Santa. Santa was not real. He never existed. Mm Mm-hmm. We would play along and say that my grandpa was Santa because he did look like the cartoon. Yeah. So I'd be like, okay, sure. You're Santa. See, wink, wink, nod, nod. We still do Santa because he's Real. the child is five. Oh, crap. We yeah. still do Santa and probably will for at least like half a decade. Oh, jeez. It's so sick. I have like a stocking. <laughs> I think it's sitting in the back of my car right now. I need to give it back to my mom. She's kind of getting pissed. I left it. I took it home so I could like take the contents. Take the contents of my stuff and put it where I actually live. And then I forgot to give it back. And it has remained there for 10 months, I think. Oh my gosh. It's almost December. Yeah, pushing 11. It's almost November. Oh my gosh. We don't really... Well, we celebrate Christmas, but... I have a very small family. Yeah. So, and half my family is not in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So, it's just my brother, his wife, and his kids. And then I just randomly pop up. This is a very, like, pot-heady statement, but I'm going to throw it out anyway. Okay, I'm ready. Have you ever considered, like, the idea that maybe God is the process of thought? Like, maybe we are made truly and fully in his image and our diversity of thought or even just like the ability of thought itself is a remnant of like God's considerations and justifications like hardwired into whatever the fuck allows us humans to think up questions like this you know what time at night did you write that I wrote that today I did the entire docket today I'm not gonna lie and you're sober yeah fully sober that was the most pothead question i know (laughs) (laughs) okay um you know you're bringing it back to last semester in philosophy on the idea of like do we have free will there's a god do we really have i don't even know if it's i don't even know if it's a free will question i think it's a i kind of think it is i think it could be like a fundamental misunderstanding you know what i mean i'm saying like um are you familiar with telltale games no like okay they're like those games where you like it's you play through the story and then you get to like choose between four different sections of dialogue and then like you choose who to save um with every single choice you make consequence two to four well a lot of them have consequences not all of them but some of them do there's like two to four different routes that you can choose that will completely change the I mean it'll just change the game there's like you multiply every single choice by around two to four and there's a crazy high number of potential 
types of gameplay that you could have. Because, I mean, you could even have the exact same gameplay, but, like, you choose to say something... You choose to say something different at the very beginning than some other person. And you've technically played a different game. And I'm wondering, because if God exists, as Christianity says, it's outside of the construct of time. And what I'm curious... (laughs) What I'm curious about is what if he has been around long enough to see all of these I mean he's like God is essentially like the great ponderer it is a being that knows everything and knows everything that could happen knows people before they were born like knew you in the womb or whatever (laughs) fucking verse that is knows literally everything and everything that could be he's like the great I am is was always will be and i'm just curious if our thoughts and our diversity of thought and our diversity of trains of thought and vastly different ideologies across the world if that's a remnant of god's own experience with examining us and god's own ponderings and god wondering like hmm what if what if fascism would actually work for these humans and then it happens and then like it doesn't and then like hmm what if socialism Are what you... if communism what if capitalism and he does that but like with literally every aspect of lives like oh what if um what if it's okay to be gay here what if it's not okay to be gay here what if it's um and he gets to see all of these billions of beings that he's created <laughs> and even the animals it's probably in the trillions if you count the animals he gets to see all of these beings interacting with each other and constantly making different choices that he just there's so much to consider and he's seen so much that maybe that's where our consideration comes from and maybe that's where curiosity comes from is because you get like a little piece of forever okay okay um you essentially described Sims. <laughs> um, but I, I feel on like a, on a I deeper feel, meaning of Sims, I feel like I kind of think I know what you're talking about. I or correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. I'm assuming that our little thoughts that we have, yeah, are actually just God, and that we are like. You know, you said it, like, remained in his image or something. Mm -hmm. What if he just, like, split himself into how many? 7.4 billion people? Yeah. Well, I mean, he'd be responsible for the dead ones, too. That's a decent chunk. Oh, Jesus. Like, quadrillion, It's like everything ever. Maybe pushing quadrillion. Oh, Jesus. Well, it's getting too big. But, yeah, I'm, every now and again, we'll have his little thought. Maybe, you know what, maybe that's where I get the thought of wanting to just keep driving. What would happen if I just kept driving? Yeah. Or just, maybe that's why prayer works. Maybe that's why it's connection is because God God is the resting state of when you're just like laying in bed and staring at a ceiling. Yeah. It's the... Because those are, I mean, those are essentially the in-between moments of, like, the made-up stuff that we've convinced ourselves that we have to do. 
or honestly stuff that we do genuinely have to do because we've made systems where like we can't survive unless yeah. we do certain things. I don't know. It feels like thought happens in the in-between moments. And that's what makes me, that's what makes it like a consideration. I don't know if that's even what I believe. <laughs> I'm just saying like. What if? I don't know. I mean, that's our only differentiator between like literally every other species that we know of. I mean, there's a decent chance that we find out animals can think and we're just jackasses. There's been like how many movies where animals are like the main I mean, they're so they're so bad with acknowledging the person, not personhood, what is it? Um identity? So No, it's I can't think what is the word? It's like it has to do with respecting something, something's being, you know. Boundaries. Like respect I don't I can't think of the word. Okay. It's annoying me so bad. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I will Whatever. God is not present at the moment. I guess there's nothing in my head. I will say um bringing it back to uh the like misunderstanding or mistext of the Bible like the 1946 thing. Mhm. Um Okay. How do I want to phrase this? I just want this to be general knowledge that the Satanists don't sacrifice anything. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any clear. Do you have any like core tenets that really strike a chord with you regarding Satanism or is it just the is it just the general idea of is it self-prosperity? Is that Essentially, like Essentially, yeah, like no one's controlling you. You don't have to follow anyone because you are your own person. So it's mostly, it's more liberation. Though. Yeah. You're just doing you. Don't, don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how else to say that. Like, yeah. Um, and also don't be weird. <laughs> like in the bad way. Um, also the, I wish I could smack my younger self. Satanic temple. Not the website you should be going to. Church of Satan is the one you should be going to. What's wrong with the Satanic Temple one? Uh, there's a lot of controversies about that one. Like, mainly to do with abortion. But, oh. and, yeah. Do they, like, eat babies or? Totally. Yeah, yeah just pour some garlic. Honestly, pepper. like, don't a, tell me. <laughs> a well cooked fetus, like. I know you really are a Sim. <laughs> like, a Sims 2, where they have that glitch they cook their baby i'm not i'm not saying i would try it i am saying that like i'm not gonna pretend like my mouth isn't watering i or maybe you're just hungry yeah for like fetus feed feed is it feed I, I don't know i I'm really just, hope it's not i hope it's not i'm gonna pretend i didn't hear that because <laughs> i'm thinking of like cactuses that's not a real word cacti is a word okay but fetuses that yeah. sounds weird. no i know it works for some of them so amidst your changing values, both with growing up, balancing Christianity and Islam with scales heavily tipping towards Christianity, divulging into Satanism a bit and even a bit more as you age, and then combined with, I'm assuming you're probably familiar with like atheistic stuff just because it is literally yeah. not a religion. 
Yeah. It is it is not a religion. I, like, it is not a religion. Whoever needs to hear that, it like it is not a religion. There is no set of beliefs. It is just lack of. Your values have probably changed. Maybe considerably. I know they've definitely changed somewhat. There's no chance that they haven't. <laughs> do you think that your current values and like desires now, do you think they'd still be operating under the belief that God is real, okay. does exist? Do you think God still instilled those values? And do you think that your path towards realizing those values what could have been godly? Maybe. I can... If he's real. I'm just curious because the thing is, like, it feels like so much of Christianity is misconstrued because I can't imagine that the word of a literal God wouldn't hold up. Yeah. And I'll be honest, the thing that keeps me somewhat tied to Christianity is that the stuff that Jesus said, or they say that he said, does. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't have, like, hot, I mean, I guess you have kind of hot takes, but they're not super controversial now. Like, you see the stuff that he says, and none of it is like, oh, my God, what was this, like, 2,000-year-old carpenter, like, oh, my God, life is so different. Like, that is insane. You don't have anything like that. Wasn't he 33? Yeah, I mean, like, 2,000 years old as in, like, death a while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. He didn't live, well, he lived forever. Maybe. Maybe he lives forever in our hearts. For sure. (laughs) They're not going to see that, but. (laughs) I'm just saying, I mean, is it possible that if hate has snuck its way into Christianity, is it possible that the values you've reached now were God-given, like divine inspired, even despite the fact that it seems like they would go against teachings, just because there is the possibility that teachings have been blatantly misconstrued? Oh, I think I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Is my values that I've found probably the true version i'm saying do you do you think it could be instilled by god do you think it's possible yeah because i mean i feel like my values are more about like not sound like a hippie but peace and love man (laughs) and i feel like you know jesus is like love thy neighbor and then you always see those signs where it's like love thy neighbor like every single type of neighbor you can think of yes yes so yeah. But for some reason, now everyone, and not everyone, I can't be like general, but most yeah. people yeah. are very hateful now. Yeah. They just love hating. It's like no. a favorite. Yeah, hobby. I get it. I mean, in the last two weeks, I think I probably told like three people to kill themselves. Bro, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I haven't been that extreme this week. This week? This week. But what about the I I don't know. I see people online disagreeing for with like minor issues or you like just tell them to go off themselves. No, 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 oh, no. no. Okay. That was an exaggeration. But it's still like it's so easy to be like, fuck off and die. Like what? Are, what are you doing? Why do you think like that? Stop it. Quit it. Get well. Drink milk. Be better. <laughs> mm. 
I'm a little concerned with you now. <laughs> Considering all four or all three religions and then the alternatives that you've been exposed to. You got Christianity, Islam, Satanism, and then lack of atheism. Which do you think is most you now? Like, which of them is stuck with you the most? Uh, I think Christianity, I cannot let it go. It's like something that still holds me. Do you think you operate under the principles of it still, though? Kind of. Like, I always joke about how this is going to upset some Christians, but, you know, like, okay, dear God, if you do this... (laughs) I'll, I'll go to church. <laughs> Amen. I feel like I do that. I have done that unironically. I literally did that for the freaking football game. Dear God, please let us beat Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll go to church for one week. <laughs> and it worked. You got ahead. Yeah. I like went... one total week? Like seven weeks worth of one God, day sessions? Lord, no. Um, <laughs> one Sunday and I did church TV. Because <laughs> I'm not going to a church. You. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Some of them, some of them are solid. But I kind of do want to go to a church mm. just because I miss concerts. No, so yeah. I no, do, like, I get worship. it. I, li- I like, <laughs> I liked getting, um, I like going in and like hearing the music again. Yeah. And then just I really did before they actually talk. And I was, I hate the fact that you have to stand during it, even though the place that I go to when I do go, which isn't a lot because I work overnight, but when I do go, they don't, they're not one of those churches that are super like stand and or like be ostracized for sitting. But it just I mean, when everybody else is standing except for like people with like walkers and wheelchairs. And then you kind of feel just, I'm getting weird. peer pressured and I shouldn't <laughs> be, but I am. OK, a bit of a diversion. OK. As is seemingly inevitable among people who grew up with substantial religious exposure. You're not entirely unfamiliar with some very non-Abrahamic substances. Like the type of substances that make your brain wobbly and your mind expansive. If you don't mind my asking, first of all, what all have you tried in terms of drugs 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 because i feel like it's kind of a natural divulgence yeah especially especially if you're hailing from like strict religious background okay so i count alcohol as a drug because you can be addicted to it yeah um weed obviously adderall coke MDA, MDMA, LSD, shrooms. Ding. All in one night, too. God, (laughs) you could die from that. Which is your favorite? Uh, Probably MDA. Sass is like the slang. That's the happy one, right? That's the crazy happy one? Uh, Sure. Um, It's kind of like Molly, which is MDMA. Mm Mm-hmm. So Molly makes you like, that's the one, um, do you know who Portugal the Man is? 
I know that one song. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, <laughs> it's that song that you're like, ooh, okay, I feel great. Yeah, it's like that, but stronger. But to be honest, a favorite would probably be doing Sass and LST at the same time. It's called candy flipping. So are you doing these around other people when you try them? Or um, are you... I mainly did them with my boyfriend. That's intimate as hell. Yeah. Well, when we first met... <laughs> you first met? When we first met, um, I don't know how we got on the topic about it, but uh, we went back to his place and I was talking... Well, I wasn't talking, but his roommate was like, yeah, I have it. Like, do you guys want to do it? I did no research. Absolutely none. You just took it? I just took it. I just took LSD with no problem. I was like, sure. And I I remember distinctly being like, oh, it's it's probably just not kicking in. He was like, oh, you'll feel it. And then like 10 minutes later, the wall started moving. I was like, oh. Does LSD hit like edible style? Like Mm -hmm. you have no idea until like it's there and then it's there. Depends on how much you take. It's like a very slow creep. Especially if you're excited. If you're excited and you're waiting for something to happen. Yeah. So you'll stare at your hand and you're like, oh, I'm waiting for it to move. <laughs> so what what do you see when you're on LSD? Is it just like contortion of reality and like contortion of colors? Or is it like full on hallucination? Have you seen that meme where people are like, um, I was trying to get to the fridge, but there was like a dragon in the way or something. Someone, it's a really stupid meme, and <laughs> my friend, she shared it to me, and she's like, I bet you relate. It's not like that. You don't see, like, random objects. You see, you see everything that we're seeing right now, mm-hmm. except imagine if the walls were, like, breathing, like, going up and down, like, up and down. Okay. And then side to side. Okay. Um, and then you would see, like, the red and the blue. <sighs> so is LSD, is LSD, like, is that a super transformative one? Or is it just like, oh, shit, that was cool? It depends on what you're wanting. Like I'm saying, is that, like, a mindset changing, like, holy yeah. shit, revelation? Yeah. Like, what was the revelation? Oh, uh, well, okay, the first time was, oh, my God, drugs are cool. <laughs> 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 um, but whenever I, okay. If I, this is so dark, trigger warning, I guess. Okay. Suicidal mentions or mm-hmm. ideologies. Ideologies? I guess. If you're going to tell people to, like, kill themselves, don't, like, please don't. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> Get some help. Call 1-800-CALL-SAM. Don't kill yourself. Have somebody else do it. Don't listen to him. <laughs> that is murder. Um, No, there was a time that I was just really suicidal. And we still had some left, so I just took it, and I just saw the beauty in life, and everything was just really pretty. And, oh my god, first of all, cats. I don't know if you're a cat person. I... Or if you're a dog person, too. They live with me. I don't, like, I don't think I'd ever own a cat. Do you have pets? Is my, I guess... Do you like pets? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'll have a pet. I'll be honest. Okay. I don't. Mi- I don't like dislike them. Okay. But, all right. But, well, let me tell you. Animals look freaking crazy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if I if I get to the place where I want to have a pet, I'll just have a kid. Okay. We'll have to talk later. That no. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but like seeing this cat, I have had since I was nine, curl up on my lap. 
she just was purring so hard. Yeah. And I was just watching, like, and obviously I have, like, trippy tapestries to just stare at. Um, and just seeing, like, the beauty of where I was at and, like, how far I came kind of knocked me out of that weird depressive slump. And I, like, remember, there's a thing called a big cry when you do LSD. Yeah. It's just, like, even if you're happy, you'll just cry. It's just a bunch of emotions all at once. And that's what happened. And then the next thing you know, I woke up the next day and it's like, okay, yeah, I can still keep going. Okay, you know what's crazy? A lot of times when, um, on instances where I am high or like I've taken edibles, I feel like that's the some of the only times where like I can cry. And like it gets crazy sometimes like eyelid burning level cries like i recently um had a really weird summer fling thing and i say fling but i was like fully in love with her and um we broke up for the first time around june and then we did on and off because that's just how i do but it kind of on and off i don't know i don't know how to explain it it was it was annoying it was annoying but we broke up in june and like there were instances where I would I would go out to like a pond super fucking early in the morning. I'm talking like six to seven AM ish. Like as the sun is rising. I don't do it walk around in the dark, but I would go there and then I would um I would smoke a bit and by a bit I mean enough to where I was like almost passing out. <laughs> and then I would scroll through a Pinterest folder that she had for me before she deleted it, which was shitty. If you're listening to this, put that fucking Pinterest folder back up. I <laughs> want to stalk it. <laughs> I would go through the Pinterest folder and I would go through um, like old pictures of us just like laying next to each other, like in my bed or in her bed. And we're just all like cozied up and relaxed or like pictures of her just like wearing my sweatshirt, relaxed or kissing one of my cheeks and I would just like sob. and I think I'm approaching like six dozen times that I've cried over this woman and before her I could count the amount of times that I've cried over every other woman in my life combined on one hand okay and so I get I don't know why it I don't know if it just like surpasses the emotional baggage and the like neurons that didn't properly develop when you were like getting smacked around as a child or fucking whatever when you were just getting shit on essentially it's so much easier to just be yeah 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 no that's okay i have a hot take um i think weed is a psychedelic Ah, yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't you consider that enough, a hot take. If you take if enough being honest. of it. If you take enough. Yeah. Don't be like me and accidentally misread the label and take double the dosage. Did you take like... A, I took 50 instead of 20. 50 instead of 20 would be... 50. 50, in, yeah. That would be a... Five zero. That'd be Yeah. That would be a bad trip. It was rough. I threw up. <laughs> it's like two and a half times. I had to, ew, yeah, I ew. wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, I've never like 
I've never like greened out or thrown up because of it, but I've definitely like, I've had instances where in periods where I was just like downing and just like overloading because I was just not doing well. I would have instances where I would take hits so big that I would have to stop and I'd like sit on the floor and I would sit there like almost like rocking. Like I don't even know what would happen, but I know I'd sit there for like 10 minutes, like just fully like writhing on the floor because I'm just like my entire brain is just like overloaded. I don't know how to describe it better than this, even though it's kind of a it's like you get cerebral palsy for like 15 minutes. You know what I mean? I think so. Do you, are you able to talk when you're... I've never tried, it's never happened around other people. Oh, Because gotcha. I'll like, I'll have to like lay down and then I'll lay down in like the middle of a, like a hallway floor. Or it hasn't happened in a minute. Okay. I, what you're reminding me of is low-key like LSD. Because once you're hitting your peak, you can't talk. You can't talk to anyone. Yeah. You can say like a couple words. But then you get, like, self-conscious <laughs> yeah. when you're talking. See, I do that sober, though. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, my advice, this is now an advice column. My advice is try everything twice, as long as it's not meth or heroin or crack. Do you think the desire for drugs could be, do you think it's synthetic? Does the desire stem exclusively from some contrarian-based, like, rebellion against islam or christianity like do you think that's connection no or do you or do you think it could be like genuinely tapping into divinity like both of divinity of community because whenever you take drugs you suddenly like people like it doesn't yeah. matter who you are like you take drugs suddenly you like people and like maybe maybe it's like a form of divine communication that just hasn't been figured out yet you know, basically of like party and drugs life. Do you think it's fully superficial or do you think the interactions, relationships and experiences that come with it are valuable or somewhat worthwhile? Um, I think I feel like you're mainly just wanting to be around people. I know for me, the only way I got into drugs was because of my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um. Before that, the only thing I did was, like, weed. And even then, I didn't do it often because no access. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you know, you hear someone say you're at a bar. And, like, for me, like, a girl compliments, like, my dress or something. Yeah. And automatically, you're like, oh, thank you. And then she says, do you want to do a bump? You have people just, like, offering you cocaine? Well, not freely, freely, but, like, if they, <laughs> they know, like, my boyfriend or something. Yeah. And they know who I am. They're, like, okay. They're cool. <laughs> so, but, like, if, yeah, like, do you want to do a bump? Or uh, the tone is, like, bathroom? Because you just do it in the bathroom. Yeah. So, you'll do that and you kind of feel cool, <laughs> I guess. Are cocaine shits real? Um... I didn't know that was a thing, so I'm going to say no. I've heard it, like, gives some people, like, really bad diarrhea, and that's why Coke makes, like, specifically, like, sorority girls super skinny. It's because it ma- it's, like, like. Um, yeah, I've never experienced that. Shout out to you for not shitting yourself. <laughs> I'll 
now I'm going to ask my boyfriend because he's like a freaking toothpick. <laughs> Honestly, it's not worth the hype. Drugs or? No, Coke specifically. Oh, yeah. It is 15 minutes. 15 minutes of being like, woo, this is fun. And then you're like going down. And you're like, eh. 15? Like 15 to that maybe is, 30. It's like nothing. It's nothing, yeah. That's why people... Just do Adderall at that point. Yeah, that's why people do like a bunch of bags of it. Like they'll do a full gram by themselves because they're like, I want to keep going. Although if you... Being around people on cocaine would be... I'd imagine it'd be sick though for that 15 to 30. Oh, it's so fun. But, you know, don't do drugs, kids. Okay. Oh, I'm on my good place section. Okay. Okay. We're both fans of the good place. Dope ass show, by the way. Check it out if you're listening. Show based pretty much entirely around famous philosophers, their theories, their ideologies, their comprehensions, whatever. And spoiler alert, y'all, by the way, I'm about to give up like the craziest plot twist in the entire show so skip now or forever hold your peace um the characters in the good place begin the show thinking they are in what is essentially heaven pretty much it's the good place they are while they're there they're constantly plagued by inconvenience and self-doubt and they're constantly worried sick that other people will find out that they are fraudulent because in the good place the Good Place is based around a woman who is has infiltrated The Good Place, but is not supposed to be there. Another person in the group is the exact same. They are worried fucking sick that other people will find out that they're fraudulent and get kicked out and be sent to hell. The idea of concurrently living in a hell while being completely unaware of your place and situation and your placement in hell, like, presently... Is, it's intriguing. It's mostly, like, absolutely fucking terrifying. Mostly. Do you think it's possible we're doing the exact same thing right now? Possibly. And if not, what do you... Like, what... What... Outside of that, if you don't think that's the most likely... Wh- like, what's your personal understanding of... The... Pos- the goofy-ass situation that us humans have stumbled into and have the misfortune of just having to sit and analyze, you know? Why are we here? What are we doing? What do you think? I've been waiting for a question like this. Okay. Okay, so I don't think we are currently in the bad place. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thinking that we are just on Earth or something, no. I think... Okay, this is where I become a conspiracist or whatever they're called. Conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theorist. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, they say, like the scientists or whatever, fact check me, please. But supposedly you still have seven minutes of brain activity after like your heart stops or whatever. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, I had I had a conversation with my ex about this exact same thing and she so, got she got mad at me for like trying to like I was just trying to talk about it because I was like listen to this thing I just heard. It's kind of so crazy. And she was like, You actually believe that? I'm like, no, dude. And she because I was I was trying to explain it. I was like, isn't that crazy? And she um my ex is a pretty devout Christian. She's not like shitty. She's okay. she's pretty fucking wonderful. I'm not gonna lie. 
she's not shitty about it, but she is like very much, very much into it. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. I think it's good for her being around other people. I don't know. I hope it's working for her. Recipe relationship. So, okay. anyways. So seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if we're in those seven minutes right now, and we are reflecting on our lives? I'll be and honest. That's why we have those random like yeah. staring at the ceiling fan, and we're like, "Huh, okay." And then, okay, this is gonna be the little twist. Okay. Once those seven minutes are up, that's when we like officially die, right? And you know how they're like, when you see the light, what if the light is really just like the hospital light when you're bo- being born? What about people who die during like nighttime and not in the hospitals? Though? What if you were born during night and not in a hospital? Hold on, I don't understand the counterpoint. <laughs> what does that have to do with the light? Okay, so some people say that they see the light, you know, those like near-death experience or whatever. Yeah. What if like those people were, I guess... I should say privileged enough to be born in a hospital when they maybe. see the fluorescent light and fluorescent light is so bright. Yeah. So if you're just born- Or maybe like a reincarnation. I really hope it's fucking I okay. I kinda hope reincarnation is real, but I also like hope it's I don't think it's real. I do think it would be dope to do this again, but like different. I also know that I would change my mind as soon as I started doing it again differently. Yeah. And I don't even mean as me. Like, if I was, like, just one of the random-ass people that I walk past on, like, my route from here to my car. Ah, the NPCs? Or even, yeah, or future NPCs. Like, what if I was one of them? And I think I would still fucking hate it. (laughs) So... I I don't know. I do find a lot of comfort in the idea of it just ending and essentially becoming what it was before I was born, which was not. Yeah. But I don't know. I kind of think heaven, that concept of heaven kind of scares me, too, because I think I think heaven and hell, it scares me how similar they sound, you know. Yeah. And. I, I don't know how to explain that. I genuinely don't know how to explain that to a Christian. Because it's not... Like, you hear that and it just... You don't get it. And I didn't get it for a long time. And it's a... I mean, it's a really difficult... I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to pick out the... I don't know. I feel like at the very least... I We have mis... We have to have misconstrued ideas... Yeah. Of what the two would be because they don't they don't seem like what they should. You the joy should. is not there when thinking about it. You should have my best friend on this podcast because she she does these things where um, she gets in touch with her past lives. And I want to do that. It's pretty sick. so bad. I don't know what would happen though, and like. I would feel so bad if, like, I had a legitimate experience where I was like, oh, my gosh, I do have past lives. And then I just, like, didn't convert to Buddhism. Well, she's not Buddhist. Or Hindu. Is it Hindu? She's not a Hindu. She's not a Hindu. No, I'm trying to think of which which is the reincarnation. uh, Buddhist, I think. Or I I think they're both. I I thought it was maybe both. It might might be both. both. I don't know. Um, I want you to know if I ever take Asian philosophy again. Okay. (laughs) 
but yeah, no, she's, that's what you're reminding me about, because I kind of think reincarnation is real, but I don't think it's, like, in the sense of, we are essentially just another person, I think we might, like, reincarnate into something else that's alive, um, depending on, like, what we've done in this life. Mm, you both. I'm gonna be dirt. <laughs> Is dirt alive? Um, I mean, <laughs> I was thinking like a I plant. feel like it's I feel like it's more alive than we think. Or you mean like I'll grass? Dirt, dirt is fucking weird. Yeah, dirt is weird. The fact that it can just become dirt. I don't know. It works. <laughs> Dirt works in almost like an antithetical way to fire. And I feel like fire is alive. So like fire primarily is growth. You know, fire is spreading. It's expansion. And it's also destruction in a lot of ways. But it also like can like cauterize wounds. And it can like fucking heat up like teas and whatnot so there i mean like there is it can keep you from freezing and i think actually maybe dirt isn't antithetical maybe it's i think dirt is very similar in that way that it is it grows exclusively from i don't want to say destruction but i mean it is kind of destruction it's decomposition of what was once alive and it it recycles death. It it gives a purpose to death. It uses death to create. It creates fucking plants. It creates a habitat for animals. It creates food. I mean, it sparks the entire cycle that allows like us to survive. You know, it sparks our entire food cycle. And here I thought you were doing a like self-deprecating joke. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it is somewhat. I'm not going to lie because it's such a it's such a simple thing to be, but I don't I don't know. I think it's possible that the better you do, the more simple your life your next life would get. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in the sense of like I'm fucking awesome. I will be dirt. I think it kind of started out as it, 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 okay. It's kind of it kind of started out as self-deprecating, but I don't know. I've expanded a little, pondered a little. God showed up for a second, I guess. Mister Thought. Mister Thought. Mister Thought. <laughs> okay. Moving slightly away from. even religion in general. Okay. I just want to touch on this a bit. Maybe not even include it in the episode, but I'm just curious. We touched on this a bit in prep. You mentioned the abnormal relationship arc with your (laughs) fiancé. Could you kind of describe what happened? Like, what you want to describe what happened and how you got to, like, the current relationship state? Like, what's the sitch? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Try and think. Okay. 
We met when I was like 18. Um, he was like my first real relationship as an adult. Yeah. And, you know, we were friends first and then we started dating. And then, um, like dated for a while. And then we broke up. <laughs> and I was heartbroken because first relationship. Yeah. Um, or as an adult, that was actually healthy. Yeah. So I I haven't had one yet. Oh, don't worry, buddy. You'll get there. I, I had I had a really solid month this summer. Rip. Yeah, no, <laughs> fucking fire. I'm so sorry. Incredible. But you know, six weeks later, we ended up realizing. Okay, I should preface that when we got together, mm-hmm. like the first time, we were very drunk. <laughs> yeah. And then no. the next day, we were like, "Are we sure?" You want you actually want a date? Okay, so you cool, got cool, drunk cool. again and then you tried it again. Just no, to make sure. we did LSD. Oh, and yeah. then I I think the one thing I remember is saying, I wish we could unbreak up because he was such a great friend that I was like, I don't want to lose you as a friend. And then he was like, We can unbreak up, and I was like, Okay, cool. <laughs> and then, I wish we could unbreak up is like. <laughs> The story of like literally everybody's life <laughs> it is every single person. And then, um, so next day we were sober and we were like, okay, are we sure we want to do this? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, we do. Then we moved in together. And then, like, a year later, he asked me to marry him. But by this point, I was like in a very dark place. And I think he was too. He was. Not to put him on blast, but he was like an alcoholic. Yeah. And I don't do well with alcoholics because mm-hmm. I was an alcoholic. So I cannot be around that. Um, and, you know, we just broke up. We stayed friends, but then the pandemic happened. I moved out. And because the pandemic happened and we weren't living together, it was like I never saw him. And I realized wow, I'm really at peace. I think I need to figure out who I am without him. Yeah. Because by this point, I was like 21. So. Yeah. Two years later, we like hung out again for the first time. And it felt like nothing changed. Like, And I found that he went to therapy and worked on his alcoholism. Yeah. Which were like the two things I asked for. And I don't know, we just kind of both grew up. And now we're dating again. You're what you're saying kind of upsets me because you said you waited two years. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, to be fair, he was with a um, no. I'm person who was not mentally well. I am. Um, that is my default. Mentally and mentally unwell women. I thrive in that area. You should probably go to therapy. Like you do. Okay. Do they have hot girls there? I. You can't take a therapist. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> challenge accepted oh my gosh i'm trying to i'm trying to do the thing that people talk about doing i don't know if anybody's actually done it ever but i hear a bunch of people talking about it i'm trying to do the thing where focus on me and trying to fucking like push away like any lady related thoughts and i am failing spectacularly i'm trying really hard which sucks 
because like I'm trying to I don't know how to explain it. Have you ever had have you ever been in that area right after a breakup where you're like, okay, I just need to like I need to do something with somebody else and then it'll just be lighter because the connection <laughs> won't be there. Best way to get over someone is okay. under someone. Okay. Yeah, I mean I don't <laughs> I don't do the under <laughs> okay. Best um, way to get over someone is to be over someone. Yeah. And I am in that state like now. I, I I thought I was in that state now. And I've been like I've been in positions with like I have like multiple random women in my phone like chatting me up, like clearly interested and I just you're just going through your whole phase. No, that's the thing. Oh. I can't. I can't get. I can't. Like I can't commit to it because I feel guilty. Because. Because I still. I still uh, feel like responsible for like another person's feelings, and it's, it's annoying me so bad. The other night I was, um, I was with a group of like three girls, and I'm not like into any of them. One of them is my sister's roommate. And then the other one is her friend, and we're just friends. It's yeah. a very nice relationship, actually. It's just very chill. The other one is a girl that I just met. I think we're just friends. <laughs> I think. Kind of. Why is there a blurred line? I don't know. Well, there's... I, I don't know. You just never know. Okay. I know myself better than that. Okay. I, I, I do... Yeah. I don't know. I make poor decisions all the time. Who knows? But I, like... We would literally just sitting in a dorm room like watching the conjuring and i was um i was laying in a bed and she was right next to me literally nothing like risque happened she literally just had a leg like thrown over mine and i um i was fine while that was happening but i out on the drive home that night i was thinking about it and i started like sobbing I was so upset because it was like signifying that like that connection is about to like officially end. At least on my part, probably already yeah. ended for her. But like, I don't know. So it's so hard just to let go. Yeah, it's just okay. I had this thought a lot while I was with her. I want to run it by you because this is um, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I believe this. It's okay. just just throwing it out there. I fucking fucking love the concept of friendship. Love 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 it. I have tons of a vast majority of all my um interactions are completely platonic, you know, camaraderie, inside jokes, yada yada, all the bullshit. Super it's so fun and cute to share that very specific type of friendship intimacy that like lacks intimacy but more way significantly more intimate than strangers yeah you know what i mean but it's also silly to pretend like those relationships are the same type as dating relationships do you remember in the early 2010s when like the app store was flooded with popular cell phone games like that was the thing you didn't download tiktok when you got onto the app store you downloaded like angry birds or like yeah. doodle jump oh and you'd usually have to pay like one to three dollars for the popular games but every single popular game had a free light version yeah i feel like that's the difference between those two if i'm being honest <laughs> like light games super fun super addictive but like 
good God, the full version of Cut the Rope, like consumed the entire life, for, life force of 11-year-old Carson. Like it was all-encompassing, like fucking soul-devouring obsession. And dating type relationships with like a good person, like a truly good person, just have an intimacy and affection that I feel like I genuinely can't even fathom when I'm not like in it and I'm not experiencing it in the present moment. I think I felt this feeling for the first time over this summer. I I think she was my first love. Aww. I'm pretty sure. And the only reason that the feeling was familiar to me was because when I used to frequent churches as a little boy, I feel like that's what I expected from like a Jesus type character or a God. And my question is, my question for you is, do you see those similarities between a relationship with a God and a relationship with a lover? And honestly, do you think it should be different? I don't think you should hold your lover. I don't mean in terms of like okay. levels of esteem. Okay. I'm not talking like a fear God type of mentality. Uh, I'm talking like a... Just like a loving God. The I'm talking about the specific type of relationship and that specific type of intimacy, that just deep, just, I don't know. I don't know. I have a I have a really hard time making that distinction. It's not and maybe I don't know, maybe that feeling doesn't come specifically from like a lover themselves. Maybe it comes from not only the, the devotion but the selflessness that comes along. Maybe it is maybe it's selflessness that is divinity divinity. Cuz like when you think about the people that you love like the distinction between them and strangers is what you're willing to do for them. Yeah. And like you're willing to give them a piece of yourself and you're willing to listen to them and you're willing to um, give them things sometimes, or like pay for things for them or give them rides places. Um, I don't know. Maybe... I think it's it's another level of selflessness when you're in that relationship scape. When your first thought stops being, do I want this? Or like, should I do this? And instead becomes, how will she feel if I do this? Like, if I do this, it's probably going to hurt her. Like, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. That type of selflessness feels strikingly similar to what I would expect of divinity. I can see that. Especially if you're thinking about doing something that I guess would be like a sin or something. But then you have to like think about it and you're like, mm, I don't think it's the right choice. Because that wouldn't be what mm. God wants or... There are some people where, like, quote-unquote sinful things don't feel sinful when you're doing them with them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I, feel, like, I feel like that type of love, like, it's just above. It just overcomes whatever premonitions you would have about good or bad. 
because you just you don't have to worry about it. It's almost like you know in a sense. Yeah. You know them, you know what they need, you know what you need, and you know you know that you have to give them everything. You owe it to them cuz they're the greatest, you know? And I think that's I don't know, I don't think there's much difference between the two relationships in that sense. Yeah. As long as it's not coming from like fear. Because no. I, I think that's my main issue. I feel like fear fear and love don't mix. The only fear that I feel like should be involved in a pure love is... Fear of losing them. That's just attachment, though. I mean, that's a, that's a Buddhist thing. Just all suffering. Attachment is the cause of all suffering. And I do think that's true, but I also think it's worth it. And I feel like that's a solid place to stop. Are you yeah. solid? I did tell you I'd give you a chance to rant about anything that you wanted. Are you, you feeling good. the rant? Are you good? We are almost at three hours. Yeah. So. My, my only rant is for you. Bro, isn't she blocked? Like, didn't she block you? Uh, okay. I told her to block me, though. Do you want yeah. me to explain the specific situation? Well, I did remember I? last time you said that, like, okay, you guys are together, but then you, like, made her block you so you wouldn't be able to stop Yeah, because we were on and off and i was was i I was obsessed obsessed i i wouldn't have been able to keep a block i wouldn't have yeah because she was i mean she was like every thought like she was just there or at least like present in the back of my head so i had her block me on like literally everything except snapchat so we were like talking on snapchat while she was blocking me on everything else I'm actually not going to say that because I I do have I do have one place where I stalk a little sometimes and on the off chance that she hears this I want to keep it. So I do I do have one. I also fully took one of my friends phones to go through her instagram and pinterest i went through her pinterest no yeah i know it's bad it's bad i'm not gonna pretend like it's not it was shameless as long as you know that's the first step is admitting it no i literally have no shame when it comes to her or had i'm getting i'm I'm getting better i think maybe yeah i don't know i'm very good at gaslighting and that extends to myself too so that's where we're at and I'm sticking to it. You know, therapy is free here. I know. It's free for the first five sessions. And then. Okay, but I'm going to pay after that. It's $10 to your bursar. Yeah, but like, I could buy like two Starbucks coffees. Okay, good for your Starbucks that coffee. From that little, that little, it's con- not the a- glass bottles of like the vanilla Starbucks oh. stuff. You know, you open them and it's like a little... The fact that you did the sound perfect. No, yeah, right. <laughs> it's what it's my favorite sound in the world. I do it so often. But yeah, no, no, no. It's only ten bucks. Which one's better? Two Starbucks cups or a better Okay, but think about it this health. way. Two therapy sessions is five Starbucks drinks because of that extra two dollar layover. I I think you're missing my point. <laughs> So, if I'm being honest, if I had to choose between, like, vanilla coffee (laughs) and, like, peace. You're going to pick the vanilla coffee. I'm going to pick the vanilla coffee every time. You know, 
That's just who I am. That if you would have talked to me last week, yeah, same. But I'm on a journey to get better. Journey of no coffee. Did the Mormon no. finally oh, convert you? Oh God, no. <laughs> no journey of self peace and self acceptance. That sounds yeah. That sounds disgusting. The first maybe in five maybe when I have like a full like prefrontal cortex. We're not doing that yet. You know what? Okay, sorry. I just realized something. What? You're like twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Like this flat. makes so much sense. Literally can't even drink. Oh my freaking god. Never never drank once in my life yeah, for okay. all those concerned. Oh my god. <laughs> this makes so much sense. That's so funny. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. You are like you're giggling like you're not like twenty fucking three. Like <laughs> Yeah, but think about it. Okay. Your prefrontal cortex is fully formed by like twenty five. Yeah. I'm almost there. I, I mean, turned twenty four in three months. Yeah. When do you turn twenty one? February. So like four. Yeah. Okay. This makes sense. Okay, now I now I understand. Okay. Cause I did the same crap at 20 with yeah. my current boyfriend who's now yeah. in okay in my defense though she's really hot okay she is like genuinely i'll show i'll show you a picture she's like gen she's like a fucking college cheerleader for the school not this school but oh. at the school she goes to she's very pretty and she also got bangs when we broke up. So I know she's at least a little distraught. So that gives me hope. <laughs> I'm dead. Did she dye her hair, though? No, she's still blonde. Oh, well. Which I'm glad because I like to pretend like I don't have a type. But like. You have a type. They literally all look the same. I'm, I'm so dead. sorry. I, I don't know why either because I'm not even like not attracted to non-blondes. It just always happens. You just end up dating blondes. It all well, I don't end up dating usually. She's the first I've even attempted to date in like three years. Cause I just I try like once every like two or three years and then my standards are high enough for the rest of the time that I just don't attempt. Which is really good for the two to three year abstin I'd call it abstinence. <laughs> Abstaining from relationships. Period. <laughs> but like when I get one it is Mm. Well, it like doesn't oh my god it is all in I, I wish you the best on your romantic endeavors no I hope it gets worse and then I start like a promising career in like fan fiction I want to write the next 50 shades oh my god 50 shades is the worst book or like I've never read it I um I read it in eighth grade I kind of want to listen to it like in audiobook form oh, because God. I listen to audiobooks at Walmart sometimes too, when I'm working Amazon. overnight. And um, the ex posted a couple books on her. Um, Do you guys share an Audible account? No. Oh. We don't share it. We weren't together that long. She posted a book on her um, Snapchat story, which I was made aware of. And then the one of the very last times she talked, she was talking about this book she was reading called um, Priest. And Priest. Priest is a hardcore, like, erotic novel. Like, very graphic. Oh, it's a spicy book. Like, yeah. And I was, um, I was listening to that. And, and it's, book? and it's sequel 
while I was stalking the chemicals, a chemical aisle and like pets aisle at Walmart. I did pets while like listening to an erotic novel, like putting away dog food. You know, I can't. And I liked them. I liked Sinner way more than Priest. That's the second one. I, who's a bi? Um, I don't know. Some white chick. Okay, I'm going to have to look it up. I, they all look the same. The ones who write erotic novels. It's I, always like brunette, like 5'3", white woman. It always, every single time. I read one that, it's weird. It was weird. It was a weird book. That was my first, that was my first exposure to like a genuine, like erotic novel. Because I've to. never even tried before. And then I listened to it literally just because I knew she listened to it too. I'm and so I listened to the second one first, actually. And I like the second <laughs> on accident. Yeah, I didn't realize I listened to Sinner first. It was. I did the thing again. I've been hitting the table so much. It was mad horny, like stupidly horny. But That's um, usually what she also does. And then I watched I listened to the priest one after. She um, I'm actually not going to say that part, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Audible. Audible is dangerous sometimes, cause you know you're thinking you're gonna read like maybe a slight spicy book, and then here you are, stowing children's like binkies, and you're like, what am I listening to? Mm. I prefer the. I'm a convert though. Convert. I'm a convert to erotic, erotica. You should read Pretty When You Cry. That sounds kinky. You should just read it. That's pretty good. I don't like the... Well, actually, I've never... Well, Fifty Shades would be crazy kinky, too. No, it's not. It's literally not. The movie was... Okay, good for the movie. I mean, I watched it when I was, like, 15. I watched it with um, one of my first girlfriends. And that was kind of weird. Because I wasn't... um, I didn't sleep with her at all. Like, we did not do sexual things whatsoever so it was kind of weird to just like watch that and then like <laughs> nothing came of it go home literally <laughs> oh my gosh no Fifty Shades of Grey is like a really there's a lot of critics on book talk about it yeah it's not good I mean yeah it's a fucking fan fiction it's one of the it's best it's a fan fiction of a fan fiction it's gotta be one of the best oh yeah cause Twilight's a fan fiction too huh yeah it's gotta be the best, like one of the best fan fictions of all time. I feel like Twilight's gotta take the cake, but okay. I feel like these headphones are hurting my ears so Same. fucking bad. So I think we're gonna wrap it up. I feel like three hours, maybe enough, maybe enough content. I hope so. I feel I feel like I can make do. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Um, to all those listening, if there is anybody listening, um, you can fuck off now. Bye. See you next week.